So terms of agreement, the third wheel limited own, <laughs> sorry, this is really funny. All right, it's the recorded episode. They may edit parts out as per their wish. Doesn't make grammatical sense, but it's oh. fine. They may, <laughs> sorry. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the third wheel. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Conway. And I'm your other host, Hamish. And today we're joined by a guest, a friend of mine from university, Tam. Do you introduce Hello. yourself a bit? Yeah, I'm, uh, as you said, Tam. I met you guys at Warwick University as well, where we went. And yeah, like I forget like what there is about me. As soon as someone <laughs> says, tell me about yourself, I'm like, uh, I'm a person who exists. And I don't really know what to say apart from that. So what did you study at university, I guess? I studied English, actually. I studied English literature. I did a four-year course. So I did two years at Warwick, a year abroad, and then I came back and did final year at Warwick as well. And this is, I always like to say this, but I specialize in North American economics, which people are always really surprised by that you can do in English. But North American economics. Yeah. So that's like the sort of literature that I'm really, really interested in. So I did like an entire essay about the 2008 debt crisis and like how that affected people. So people are really, really surprised that that's what I'm interested in when I say English literature. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily uh, think of that. Yeah, yeah I was thinking like Shakespeare. That's not. I, I mean, I did that as well, oh, okay. and I, I am really interested in Shakespeare. But I'm more interested in like kind of like the modern world. One of my favorite writers and activists of all time is Naomi Klein. So if you're an economist, you should know of her. Or if you're interested in economics, um, and she wrote this piece called The Shock Doctrine. And it's all based on like real stuff that happened. And it's kind of what caused, caused the crash, but it kind of goes back into depth. And it talks about like the Chicago boys and it talks about like different financial markets and how America capitalized on a lot of situations going wrong in the world. And especially Poland, it kind of used Poland as like an experiment, its economy, and it actually caused a lot of issues. So she kind of goes into that. It's also a movie if you don't want to read the 500 page book. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so after uni, I guess, what did you get into? So um, after, straight after uni, what I did was this graduate scheme called Charity Works. And so what that is, is a one year graduate placement in the charity sector. So you apply for the scheme and it matches you up with a real job vacancy in, in the sector. And so you do that for a year. So as well as working uh, full time, you're also doing a leadership development course as well. So with that, you're writing an Im two impact research papers. So one on anything you want and then one on the um, company you're with. So you're helping them improve, like picking an area that they need help on. And so you like conduct proper research for that. And another one can be about the charity sector in general. So I did that and like I got access to like mentors throughout the year as well. And I did loads of peer coaching. So I improved like my coaching skills. So that's kind of what I did straight after uni. And then when I finished that in September, I've sort of been chilling since then taking a break from working focusing on a few of my own passions and interests and and hopefully getting back into work in a little while yeah that's similar to well not in sense of what you did after uni but taking a break i remember you messaging me i wrote a blog recently on like taking a break yeah i read it, it was really yeah good. and you're saying yeah shout out to my blog <laughs> go read that but yeah i guess there was just a point where you just feel really tired and i know you've just done a lot in a short space of time and just feel like you need to take a break and kind of recharge the batteries yeah cliche, exactly and I, I think I mean I from what I get talking to you and reading about all the stuff that you've done 
I know it's very similar to me in that it's been like, go, go, go. Hmm. So, you know, at school, it was like always doing, even at school, always doing something, whether it was after school, getting involved, like sits form, you know, I used to go in at like seven in the morning, come back at 7.30 every day. I was ridiculous during sits form. And like, I went to like a comprehensive school as well. So I felt like I had to work a little bit harder to like, you know, get the grades that I needed to, because I might not necessarily have had certain, what would you call it? I don't know, but I might not have had, yeah, certain resources resources. that other schools may have had so I definitely felt like I worked really really hard and did loads of extracurricular stuff then and then as soon as I came into uni I worked like four part-time jobs whilst I was at uni as well Mm. and like every single summer I worked and then yeah so I never really had a break I never really had a period of time where I was like okay I'm not gonna do anything in terms of like paid work or studies so that was really really interesting experience for me and I don't know how you find it like I really really needed it because I think it allowed me to figure out what it is that I actually want to get out of my life. And another reason why I took it, which I probably didn't tell you, is I had a car crash, a car accident oh, in July. Yeah. yeah. So I had a car accident in July and it was it was quite a bad accident. And I came out of it like unscathed. Like I'll show you the pictures and you can even put them up if you like. But it just tumbled over the car. Mm-hmm. And for me to come out of that alive with like whiplash... And that's it really Hmm. was a miracle. Like my seatbelt actually saved my life. And I just thought to myself, I was like, no, I cannot be doing anything that I'm not fully happy with. I cannot go into just another role, another nine to five where I'm not making an impact, where I'm not using my every single day as something contributing to the world and to myself and my growth. Well, so you'd think it was like kind of like a realization moment. Massively, massively. Because I was just like, not plodding along, but I was like, okay, I need to do this. And then this is going to be my next stage. And this is how I'm going to progress in the sector. Because like, I'm quite an ambitious person and I still am. But mm-hmm. I think it's using that experience and that drive and turning it into something that's actually beneficial for myself as well. And I think having that break to reflect and to think about my values and what I want to put into this world was really important. And it was something I really needed. In yeah. the accident, were you driving or were you the person? I was driving. I was the oh. only person. Oh, fair. Yeah. And it was like a little Toyota Igo as well. And it was like the route that I take every single day. And it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, like the country roads in Lamb. Yeah. But like not even one of the tiny ones, like one of the ones that they're still kind of busy. Mm-hmm. And I was just driving on one of those and it was just like a really hot, day but then it had been raining so the road was quite slick mm-hmm. and it just it just turned like i was going 25 sure. miles per hour i wasn't even fast so so it wasn't even like you didn't do like a really sharp turn like, no nothing nothing it just like yeah it, it, honestly if That's my amazing. seatbelt wasn't on properly i would have died sure. sorry yeah. to start I, like, I didn't that. even know what to like say <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're glad you're okay yeah, yeah I'm, I'm alive and well <laughs> chilling uh, currently a stay-at-home daughter but it's fine <laughs> have you had any like near-death experiences Hamish? The other day, I almost got run over by a boss because I wasn't paying attention. A bit different, which though, was yeah, but it's not it's not as deep as that. Like I've never actually, no, I, I don't think I, I haven't. I've never had like anything that. as near death as that. I felt near death when I was on the plane, and they told me there was a fault in the plane. Oh my gosh! I was like, okay. no, don't ever research the things that can go wrong when you're flying because you'll actually never get on a flight again. So I yeah. don't recommend researching that. I mean, it was when I was going to see about San Francisco as well, and I was just like, fuck my life! I'm, I'm about to die just because I'm trying to visit this this brick. Yeah. Was there something wrong with the left phalange? Okay. Do you get the joke? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, it's from Friends. <laughs> no. I'm oh sorry. wow. Oh, bad. Was, I, I remember you said me. this joke before, but I don't Am know I, oh, okay. where it was. 
Yeah, I'm not going to explain it. Yeah, don't um, banter. <laughs> no, that's crazy. Yeah, I did you ever think of like taking a break during university, like a gap year or anything? Um, not I don't know, not really, not during uni. I guess yeah, I did never my year crossed, abroad. Never really no, my I, I did my year abroad, so hmm. I think for me that was the closest I got to a break, even though I was still studying. But like, it kind of felt a bit like a year. Yeah, abroad. if yeah, that was definitely like the most gap year esque thing that I did. But I ended up doing better on my year abroad than I did at Warwick in terms of grades, which is quite surprising. <laughs> probably because I actually went to the lectures. So I thought, oh, this is really interesting. Because kind of, you have a year there, so you like got to make the most of it. Kind of. Yeah, and also because obviously teaching the, the the teaching not better but different. Okay. So whereas at you know, well, I mean, obviously I did English, so very different to what you guys studied. But, you know, you have your lectures and your seminars and they're like smaller class sizes. Over there, you have like, it's like being in school, you just have like a classroom for some of them. And you obviously have your lecture halls as well. But it's like three hours and you can almost pick anything. So it doesn't really matter if you're doing computer science or physics or whatever. Until you decide your major, you can pick mod like different courses and different modules. So I did like geography modules, sociology modules, like a technology module as well. I learned about like indigenous people indigenous to Canada as well. And that was really, really interesting. I found out how messed up Canada is and actually Trudeau isn't all that as well. So when you get into it, yeah, yeah, you've got to look past the looks. But so that was really interesting and that made me think, oh, okay, like the the way you study has a real impact as well on mm-hmm. like kind of I'm not making any sense I'm gonna shut up now <laughs> no. <laughs> do you remember the first time we met I've gotten was it yes yes I do actually the first it might be different to met, what I think no I don't know if you remember this but the first time we met I don't think we barely even spoke but do you remember your flatmate Karen first year oh she wasn't even your flat she was oh, Nina's flat but yeah, you were yeah. there okay yeah yeah I, I you would I think it was like you were there chilling with people and then you went straight away. But that was the first time that I had probably not met you, but seen you. Because I came to do this like mooting thing that I used to do with Karen. Like I really wanted okay. to go into law before. So I did like loads of that kind of stuff. And that was the first time I met like, you know, Alex and all of that. Um, yeah. But me and Alex knew each other from like sixth form. We didn't even know. It was really, oh, really? weird. Yeah, we did this program called Pathways to Law together. Okay. And we yeah, actually yeah. in the same photo as well. We look, we were like talking to each what? other. And we're like, I recognize you. And he's like, yeah. I was like, where from? And he pulled up this photo and we're actually in it together. It's so funny. But yeah, oh, this is the first year. But no, I don't remember the first time I spoke to you. Well, see, I don't think, as I found out with a lot of the guests we've had, we never met. Like we just knew each other. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I think I remember you messaging me once. We were like friends on Facebook, mm. even though we'd like never really spoke. Oh, I remember and then this. You messaged me like, asked how if do I help. fix this IT problem? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like to do some presentation or you couldn't like uh, put it up on the big screen or something at uni. Um, That was really fun. I was like, who do I message and who can fix this? And who do I know that does anything techie whatsoever? And I was like, oh yeah, Aaron, like Mina's flatmate. We were doing this. It was actually a really interesting presentation. It was... um, have you heard of the Open Education Series at Warwick? No. So I did some volunteer work for them and organized one of the conferences. And it was all about like the Hijra community. And I don't know how much you guys know about that, but it was like kind of exposing, you know, people at Warwick to find out more about the Hijra community and stuff. And we're just trying to set up tech to like Skype someone as well from India. So that was really interesting. I mean, the tech never ended up working. So we had to wing it somehow. But yeah, thanks help. for that anyway. <laughs> no, you didn't help. But... I'm glad your degree doesn't put too much use on it. <laughs> uh, no, that's funny. Um, to be fair, that's different because I've actually, I don't think I've really spoken to Tam maybe. I yeah. mean, 
at all. Maybe at Dirty Duck when I placed an order. <laughs> oh yeah, because I used to I work there. Like, I forgot I worked there. I was like, yeah. there was a point where I was just like weekly or like nearly every other day going there for lunch, takeaway. That's that's like the most memory I have of her. I remember like she, her being there at other house parties, but I just don't, I just never spoke. Yeah, what's that? I'm probably shy in it. <laughs> I'm not the most confident person. Dirty Duck was a uh, yeah, another one of your jobs. Another uni. one of my many yeah. jobs. Yeah, I, yeah. I just saw you as very like you were just busy. I was really busy. Yeah. yeah, Dirty Duck. This is just my opinion, and it's nothing bad about the Dirty Duck whatsoever. But I really did not like working there. I thought it was well from what I could see. It was pretty chilled. Yeah, I think it's just for me, like now doing the mm-hmm. work that I have done after wouldn't mind working there it was nice talking to people and stuff but you're barely talking as well because you're like if it's busy you're just serving people all the time and then I worked in curiosity and that was even worse I would rather work in a bar till like six in the morning than work in a coffee shop <laughs> odd flex but okay Aaron um, <laughs> sorry about that time it's all right no that was just a notification telling me there's a football game on tomorrow oh I thought she messaged you oh great um <laughs> Yeah, cu- I thought curiosity would be quite a nice place to work. No, people are really grumpy when they're waiting for their coffee. Mm. They're, they're, people okay. waiting for a drink are like, yeah, cool, that's all right. Take your time. Mm. Can I have an extra shot? You know, that's that's it. Like, worst, you, worst you're going to get is during the summer when it's conferences and it's not students. Mm. But I don't know what it is about people waiting for their coffee. And they ask for like 10 different things. And they're like, can I just have a coffee? And I'm like, yeah, which one? We don't do just tell me which one you want and yeah it's just i don't know yeah i just didn't enjoy it that much and i definitely preferred working at the pub but i didn't enjoy that yeah. either and you did a lot jobs. you did a lot of the one where you wear a yellow t-shirt yeah so if you ever were at warwick and saw people in yellow t-shirts i was there i worked that job for four years and it was sick it was one of the best jobs i've ever done in my life so what was what was the job so different so there was different jobs within that so one of them was called warwick welcome service was where you literally welcome people you're like a human signpost but you'd it was it's like a sales job because you're selling the university to people so i'm really sick at trying to sell people things as well now (laughs) from that but just kind of being on form trying to be like happy even though it's raining and you're cold but i really enjoyed it because i think for me someone coming in and being asked like, oh, so how's Warwick like and being able to share with them my experience and you know how much I loved it but also being real and telling them okay you know if you're this sort of a person you probably won't enjoy it like if you enjoy being a city person don't come to Warwick why would you ruin your life you know mm-hmm. so just being really honest with the people and oh this is really bad and I probably shouldn't say this but if I didn't like the person I thought they're a bit of a dick I would not be that nice to them so like, I don't need people like you anyway go away <laughs> Like they were just some really rude people. They would like just speak to you like you were trash, like mm. a certain type. And I was just like, I just don't care to engage with you at all. But mostly everyone was really, really lovely. Mm. It was always the parents you'd have to watch out for. Someone asked me for my number as well. Like as in a parent or yeah, a student? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That was really weird. And especially when you're like working mm. and you've got kids around, it was a very odd experience. Was it like a like a sleazy can have your number? Was it like a can have your number? Not in a nice way, not in a nice way, no, no. It was definitely very, very weird and awkward. And there's like 16 year olds looking at me. Mm. So yeah, but that it was a a really fun job and it taught me like loads of skills. And then I did lots of work in schools as well. So I work, which I really miss with a lot of young people mentoring them. So I mentored a group of 
young people like every week I'd go into the school and organize like an entire lesson plan and talk to them about their options and what to do and these were like year nine students I think so what to do kind of post GCSEs and what kind of A levels they'd need or what kind of BTEC they'd need and what course would be right for them whether they should do an apprenticeship or you know what it's like be a doctor or to be a lawyer and what you exactly need because I think especially the schools that we were working with and the background that I come from you might not necessarily have um, that support in place at the school and so we were kind of the program that provided that and gave that kind of mental support to them so that's something that I really enjoyed and it was really rewarding as well. So is that something now you've taken a break and you can like reflect on what you want to do? Yeah. Is that linked? Definitely. So I think I probably, so I have decided a few things, but that's definitely something that I want to do. So I've recently actually, a couple of weeks ago, went to an event where there were charities recruiting for trustees. And so where that's different from working for a charity is as a trustee, you get more of a strategic level approach as well and you can kind of decide what way the charity is going as well and there's a lot of charities that I spoke to that work with young people work with refugees which I'm really interested in as well because of my own background and so that's the sort of influence I want to have from having that experience at university I'm like I definitely want to work for charities that kind of support young people and help them achieve kind of what they can and make the most out of their abilities despite the situations they come from. Going back a bit to we spoke we touched on you going a year abroad to Mm. Canada and that was what your best year you thought that was so far the best year of my life really 100 percent. whereabouts yeah. in canada did you go i went to funnily enough a place called london yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> very, like completely different to london we know and love it was nice it was small it was actually kind of very warwick vibes uh sorry i can't say my v's very well <laughs> in the it was like a campus uni and it was like really big as well but it was like if you can imagine kind of from american films like what it's like it was literally like that because it was like you walk in like freshers week they call it like frosh or something so all the freshers are called frosh which is i don't understand it was very weird of course they have to change it (laughs) yeah and they have like initiations they have like you know people in like colorful backpacks and t-shirts with like boom boxes in their bags like frats yeah yeah yeah, proper proper and it was just a really interesting experience and then i was in halls which was really interesting not being in halls and going back into halls as like a 21 year old. But that was really nice because it was everyone from like all over the world that also come on their year abroad as well. And just speaking to different people, going traveling with them, yeah. you know, like come in. I didn't really know anyone that was going abroad as well. There was a few people from Warwick, but like we'd never really like hung out that much. And so that was really lovely just getting to know different types of people. And I'm still like really close friends with them. Like we meet up like a, a few times a year. They always- you know, make an effort to come to my birthday as well. We've still done like traveling stuff together. Went to Cuba whilst I was out there as well. Cuba. That's definitely one of like the coolest places I've been. Yeah, I remember. So when I was in America, I went to a couple university campuses there and actually took Hamish and Tom and Armina actually went because they were all there oh, at the yeah, same yeah, time. Yeah, you guys I went to, um, which one did you go to? Stanford. Yeah. Yeah. Went was to... that the one with Panda Express? Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, there was a Panda Express on campus. Is that the chicken place? Like, no, it's, it like, a... it's like Chinese. Oh, okay. But it has yeah, the, but the chicken, orange chicken thing. Yeah, orange chicken. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one. Um, <laughs> I don't even eat chicken. I know so that might have been, that one, <laughs> Is that what we got? That might have been. We got like a mix of different things between us. And it's just so massive. I don't know that was the same as what you found in Canada. Yeah. It's just so like good looking. Like it, the camera just looks, it's just all green and I think, the buildings are like really yeah, old. Yeah, the, and... the backside of that, because I've worked in universities and understand a lot of like the alumni fundraising that happens. And over there, obviously, because they charge so much, mm. but they're also in 
because of that, people feel entitled to have a certain type of experience as well. And if you're, if you feel entitled to have a certain type of experience, the university has to provide it. And so that's why everything is just like bigger and you, and the alumni community is still so strong there as well. It's because like everyone's like, oh yeah, I want to give back to whatever uni I went to. And they use that money and then they reinvest it as well into like the campuses. I mean, not saying they should put that price tag on them, but still. <laughs> also, my experience of it was sunny. So it even looked even better than what I could have imagined. And I was just like, you I want to like go study there now. Like that yeah. was me at the end of it. What was the weather like in Canada? Cold. <laughs> but... I mean, saying that, it's very, like, in the summer, it's summer. In the winter, it's winter. So It's, like, similar to here? No, like, really nice in the summer. Like, proper. Like, when I got there at the end of August, because I went, it was really nice. Like, my dad and my uh, two uncles went and dropped me off. It was really yeah. cute. So they did, like, a trip to Canada, and they, like, went around Toronto with me, and they went to my uni, and they proper dropped it off, which was really nice, because as soon as I went in, I thought it looked like a prison cell. Because <laughs> there was, like, no bedding, nothing, tiny window. I was like, why am I here? I'm going to cry. But, so it was really nice having them but yeah the weather was like really nice it was like 32 degrees when i got there so that was really lovely um and it was hot all throughout october and then it got colder really 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 cold in the winter like having to wear like multiple layers and like snow boots and everything were you sad to like come back yes i think that i probably will go back at some point like to live yeah maybe not for a prolonged period of time because i do see myself i don't know like settling in england but i do fancy living there for like a few years because i think it's just everyone's just so friendly and it's such a lovely place to be and that's where i think i changed a lot as a person as well like i used to be really high maintenance (laughs) i'm not even lying i used to be so high maintenance and then i went there and i became like outdoorsy and uh, like my friends will tell you this the first trip that we went on to montreal i took like a suitcase and if anyone knows anything about traveling you don't take suitcases anywhere you take like a backpack and it was just a weekend trip as well so i didn't really need a suitcase so here i am like taking my suitcase around montreal like all these stairs and they're just like what are you like um and then after that slowly slowly i had to learn to be a bit like less high maintenance did you visit any parts of america yeah so i did i don't know about you where where you went we'll talk about that as well but i went to new york washington dc boston and chicago i think oh i would have liked to go and see chicago yeah, it was, um, I mean, do you want to hear like a really scary travel story that happened whilst I was out there? Enlighten us. Yeah. <laughs> Can't I, say no. Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, I mean, if my mum hears this, she's going to go ballistic. She doesn't know, but now you're going to know mum. But basically when we got to Chicago, we went on the Greyhound. Did you go on the Greyhound whilst you were in America? I I took the Megabus. Okay, yeah. Instead of the Greyhound. So yeah. Megabus was still a bit sketch, right? But not it was probably, cheaper. Yeah, it was just cheaper. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's so pretty much. if you get, the Greyhound, it's really sketchy. I'm not going to lie to you. Greyhound's Especially, a coach. Yeah, but, it's a yeah. coach, yeah. So in Canada, they're not as sketchy, whereas in, in America, they really are. So we took the Greyhound to Chicago and we got there at like one in the morning and we were like, okay, let's let's eat and then we'll get the um, subway because it's 24 hours to like a hostel instead of getting an Uber. And so we were walking to the subway station and one thing that I didn't know is like apparently Chicago is like the murder capital of like the US or something I could be wrong and don't come at me if I am (laughs) but apparently like in terms of like gun crime it's really really high but it also has a really bad homelessness problem as well so that was really sad to see and like loads of anti-homelessness um like architecture as well so that wasn't great but in the subway station there was just like loads of people 
that were kind of scary and it's just three of us girls there like waiting for our train and we're just sort of like minding our business and they, the people start chatting to us but like not in a nice way because like one in the morning they're like oh where are you girls going do you want to like come back with us or start and we're like okay no just go away and then one person like got their dick out and started like literally started like masturbating to this one of my friends and this Aww. other girl like he was like trying to style like crack as well and he was like trying to sell us some drugs and you only hear about that in movies no one like actually comes and tries to sell you drugs in real life right but there they were I, I, yeah I, <laughs> and, no, I had yeah i did experience that a couple of times and that was it was it could have been a lot scarier of a situation and there's a lot of stuff that happened that i wouldn't go won't go into but yeah that and almost getting trafficked in toronto as well that was an awesome experience. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to like, uh, yeah, compute that. But uh, yeah. I love it. I love how you've left you guys. Like, what do I say to that? You don't have to leave that in, by the way. No, no, it's it's, a, it's not a good story as such. It's an, I don't, it know, I don't know what adjective to. Yes, yeah, story. I, I wrote, I wrote about that in the bore as well about like how actually when you're traveling people don't think about how different it is traveling as a woman hmm. and like how many more precautions you might need so even though you don't want to but you have to take certain precautions in terms of okay like making sure at every time you know where it, it's more expensive as well because you might you know where whereas you go traveling you might not want to get data because you're like oh, i'll just rely on wi-fi and whatever but i'll probably get data and make sure that people have my location and so i can share like when i'm taking an uber trip or whatever whereas as a guy, you might not have to think about that stuff as much. You might have like different things that you have to think about. So I guess that's just like a point that I mentioned in the article as well. Yeah. I remember one time outside in and out the like burger place, yeah. someone offered me uh, if I wanted some weed. You um, would, didn't you? No, no. Yeah, but no. weren't you in California? Isn't it like legal there anyway? Yeah, yeah. And it was, there was just a couple of guys there. Was, and then they recognized my English accent and they just started, yeah, speaking in an English accent to me and talking about football or trying to talk about football like oh, okay. english football it's just a bit awkward did you find that you had more game whilst you're out in america <laughs> like, did you guys try to get on the pool because like honestly an english accent will work wonders um i wouldn't say uh <laughs> it's definitely the english accent definitely is a good thing out there yeah it's a conversation starter isn't it yeah yeah it's definitely mm -hmm. a conversation style and girls do there tend to like it yeah um I just wouldn't say I tended to like many American girls. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, no, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, pretty much. No, um, I, I had someone ask me to sing for them. Oh, they, really? Yeah, they're like, oh, do you sing like Adele? And I was like, no. <laughs> 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 she just said, yeah, but can't hear I can't it. sing. Like, I'll actually hurt your ears. So I was like, just go away. <laughs> Give us some tutu Good bars. Good looking as well. I had to be like, no. <laughs> I know, I guess, uh, speaking of singing, kind of like rapping. You could have sung yourself into a better transition there, but... <laughs> Maybe, but I've, I've sung too much on previous podcasts, so kind of sound a bit. So Wiley and Stormzy have released a few diss tracks on each other after some controversy, but this started from an is issue with someone called Dot Rotten, or now known as Producer Zeph, and Wiley getting at each other. So Dot Rotten sends for J1, who's a producer on songs like Location by Dave, and some of your general like bangers like with Shaka, J-House, and so on. He makes a diss track and calls out J1 for basically not paying him for a certain track or something. This is alleged, by the way. So we have, we can't obviously confirm the facts. We're just simply spectators of the sport. And that basically ignites like this massive 
fire going on and then basically how he started to go crazy and started dissing the whole scene then doc sends like another diss track just for wiley and this one it was called um eskimo dance and it was called the lost father of grime is that a play on him being like the godfather of yeah, yeah. Like being so known like known as that yeah and this is where the kind of like the back-to-back between wiley and dot ron started and he released a track called curiosity kill the cat and it's basically just getting back at dot ron and making allegations and you know standard diss track culture now dot ron instantly responds one of the good things about dot ron is he's always on a mad one in the booth and he spins up tracks in less than 24 hours and drops them so he made a diss track called curiosity killed the wily cat um in response to it i feel like you're telling a story it is a story we have to get to the story <laughs> no, this is a fucking long story yeah <laughs> it basically is so like then i i thought it just started because ed sheeran or wily just didn't like how ed sheeran was on the grime scene no but ed sheeran was in the grime scene before he blew up yeah, yeah, but Wiley didn't like that. And then yeah. Stormzy just stuck up for Ed Sheeran. Yeah, well, I mean, he was also blaming the track on Stormzy because he was saying that, oh, you lot used the grime culture, then made it big with a pop track. Yeah, I think what it is, is like a couple of podcasts I was listening to and a couple of the conversations that I was listening to about this. So there's the Halfcast podcast, which is really good if you want to like understand kind of the background and get more in depth about like what this beef is about and hear different opinions. And uh, they talked about it on the Receipts podcast as well, which is really great. And yeah, a few other videos. And what it is, is I think it's about homage and about like paying homage. And it's like with Wiley, because he was one of the first on the grime scene. So it was kind of about like, I had to grind for this mm. and I had to, like grime isn't really big yet. It's like mm. getting there. But You grime, still don't think it's big? No. I think it's big. Well, it's big, but I think the way it is now is different to what Wiley sees as grime. And I think mm-hmm. that's what he perhaps has a problem with because it's become more commercialized. And I'm not, mm-hmm. not saying which side is wrong and which side isn't. Yeah, yeah. But he's seen it as more commercialized and like appealing to the masses, which I guess if you're trying to get popular, that's what people try and do. So that's what he's kind of mad at and saying that, you know, look, you're not letting in the door for grime. You're not letting in the door for what is like, you know, the reality of grime, the truth of grime and like how I kind of paved the way for this to start. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where a lot of the anger stems from. But people have got to remember that this is also like the background of music, like diss tracks are grime, like diss tracks is where it all came from. So a lot of these people are seeing it serious and, you know, like mainstream media is getting involved and we're like, you know, Wiley and Stormzy are beefing and someone said about his mom to take back to Terminal 4 and all of that. And it's just like, actually, that's not what it's about. Like chill out, like don't get involved because it's nothing that concerns Mm -hmm. you. It's just them. This is a musical clash. And I think for us, it's great because we've got new music to listen to Mm -hmm. and, you know, like still disappointing is trending. It's like 21 or something on UK Top 40. So that's it. Whereas Storms, he's like, okay, yeah, I've made it and I am still doing grime. Yeah, it's different, you know, than what you're doing. But this is the version that I've got. And with Storms, he's very much kind of about his culture and he will bring that in and he'll bring kind of his different elements of music that he's interested in. So he's never said that I just do grime. He's done grime, he's done gospel, he'll mix it in with R&B. And so his newest album, Heavy as the Head, is very much like that. He's even got a song, I know people have opinions, whether it's a send for Wiley or whether it's, you know, actually appreciating Wiley. People have different mm-hmm. opinions about that um, and each their own. But I think for him, it's also also about like this amalgamation of different music. Mm-hmm. Whereas for Wiley, it's very much like, okay, I like to stay true to my grime roots and about like, okay, pay me homage then. Mm-hmm. And it's, I have an opinion about that. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, okay, that, like you've done your piece. Mm-hmm. Cool. Like yeah. chill now, like let him do yeah. 
bits. He's like obviously major, but I also get where he's coming from. Cause he's like, look, you need to make sure that people don't forget about grime and where it's from and like the actual authenticity of it because you're getting really big now but you need to leave the door open for all these other artists too. So so, so the track Wiley Flow on Stones' album was, he actually said in another interview with Hot 97 that it was actually like paying homage, but yeah. Wiley didn't take it that way. Yeah, and Wiley does come for people yeah. like He's, every so often, yeah. but he also markets really, really well because he released yeah. like two or three new tracks straight yeah. after the diss tracks. And obviously they were sick. I listened yeah. to them, they were really, really good, but it's a sick marketing tactic, but it's yeah. also like, I thought that was paying homage as well. Yeah. Like you've got an actual song dedicated to you because like Wiley's flow is sick. Like yeah. it's actually amazing. You can't really get better than that. But like, I think I think Wiley just can't handle the internet right now. And just- yeah. we, we don't know how he's interpreting yeah. whether it's mm-hmm. like a business mm-hmm. and whether it's a marketing move or mm-hmm. whatever. We'll never really know that. But I think for him, it's just like, mm-hmm. the internet mm-hmm. will get to you. Yeah. you. You hear all these things going on, these tweets. And I can't imagine mm-hmm. what it's like for celebrities where mm-hmm. people are at you all the time and they don't even know your business. Mm-hmm. So he's probably, thinking oh is this what he's saying about me he might not even heard the full song and be yeah. like oh why are you saying it for <laughs> me you know you just don't yeah. know yeah so then basically Stormzy replied a bit disappointed which pretty much blew up then people got on Stormzy just because he did it on a drill beat but yeah as far as I'm to concerned fair, the beat was pretty it was a drill beat yeah. let's be honest yeah. but no, he did- it was no better by Heady One for those of you who didn't know <laughs> And that was a banging track. Yeah, but he um he he, he addressed it and still disappointed as well. He's like grime, but on drill, and I love that because he like fully addressed it. After that, um, Dot Rotten actually came in for another. Um, it's like Dot Rotten has dropped like. Why is this guy piping up? Mate, Dot Rotten is like he is like an OG, but after he got ruined by P Money, that's a whole different clash. I couldn't. I struggled to listen to Dot Rotten because P Money like fully, like he left. He when he clashed him, so that's what they call it. Like when they're like battling. He, after he ruined him, I just couldn't listen to Donald. What I don't understand is what I think is like when, because I think the Receipts podcast talks about this as well, which they talked about like when you've kind of come up and you've done your bit and, you know, you've cashed your checks or whatever, like, you, like stay in your lane as well. <laughs> like let let other like young artists come through. Like no one's gonna be like, oh, you know, you're not the God. Like they call <laughs> Wiley the Godfather of yeah. crime for God's sake. Like he is amazing. But I think, what he's done has also kind of made people think, oh yeah, that guy that like beefed with Stormzy, but you don't want that to be your legacy whether you've done so much other good stuff. So I think that that's what happens is, yeah, you're getting the marketing out of it, but you're also inadvertently like erasing mm-hmm. your legacy as well by like having these sort of arguments, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, yeah. great so, entertainment though. Uh, following that, like Dot Ron dropped a track and then Dot Ron has been dropping a track like on nearly daily at this point, yeah. <laughs> and then Wiley replied with Idiot Gangman 2. Stormzy replied with Still Disappointed, which was probably arguably the biggest tracks to come out. And the one, the one that got Terminal 4 and Heathrow tra- trending, yeah. Is that the one about Wiley's mom in Cyprus? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, did you watch the, the American reactions to this? Yeah, 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 I think I've seen one. Oh, they are brilliant. They're yeah. like, Cyrus? Oh, Cyrus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go to Cyrus? Yeah. You have Terminal? Oh, it's actually brilliant. Yeah, I was just laughing. I was enjoying it. But then Wiley basically lost because he didn't reply in 24 hours. He did reply afterwards, but it wasn't worth dropping it. It was a sick track, though, actually. I thought it was the best one. What, is that still disappointing? No, no, no. Like, what? No, still disappointing was the best one out of both of them. But I thought Wiley's last one was the best one out of the ones that he'd done. Yeah. It sounded like one of the freestyles he dropped, like, after, because his album is dropping. Maybe by the time this is out, his album would have dropped or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And basically. What I realized was via the half cost podcast and somewhere else that basically Wiley had only recently started a YouTube channel, etc. So he had to gain his following. So he's like, subscribe to me, etc. Yeah, because I think he's only and, got like, he had yeah. when it started 113,000. Yeah, so, that's really low for like, obviously his yeah. 
positions. But so. he recently created, and then he did when he did that promotion. Like basically, he did well by doing it, but he took an L in it. Yeah. Wiley's brother also knocked into a track, which I thought was decent, but had dead bars, but like it had a good flow, etc. Yeah. Called World War Three or World War Grime yeah, by Cadell. Do either of you have? So you two are a lot more invested in this than I am. Do yeah. you either of you like have a side? I think Stormzy won yeah, mostly, me, me or not even like who you think won, but do you have like a personal side? Like you, you just personal? prefer. Like before it started. Oh yeah, I like oh, God. I like Wiley a lot as well. Before, so when he did this, I was disappointed. But the thing is, his argument oh, is invalid. I love the part on that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he didn't, didn't, didn't mean it. He didn't mean it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, um, the, wait, where is his? The thing was like when he did this, like, what was he gonna accomplish really? Apart from like, I don't, I don't think unless he just did it purely for promo. Like, yeah. yeah, I think there was definitely a marketing side yeah. to it, but that came after his manager yeah. was probably like, okay, you need to use this. Mm. But he did take an L. But yeah, yeah Wiley's always going to be like sick yeah. with his kind of like the lyrics mm -hmm. and his beats and like just the way he yeah flows is amazing. But I think Stormzy for me, his latest album, I actually mm -hmm. cried. I fully cried. I felt to one it. of the tracks. It was, I don't know. I just think all his music anyway, I really like. Um, and Blinded by Your Grace was one of my favorite songs from his mm. last album. So I really, really enjoyed that. And then this album, especially like this, I really like all of the tracks, like, like the more grime ones, really, really like them, but especially kind of like the slower ones. Like Crown was one of my favorite songs from the album. And... I really like Lessons. Obviously, that was really great and mm. dedicated to mm. Maya. And what, what's the situation going on there? Because I really like Stormzy. So, and then actually, apparently he didn't yeah. cheat on her. Okay, because I kind of lost a bit of respect for him when it was kind of... But he addressed, he addressed this in a video recently. It was circulating on Twitter. He went on um, mm. a podcast and talked about it. It was an interview. It was Hot 97. Yeah. yeah, and he was saying, yeah, okay, I didn't cheat, but I still was doing stuff that was disrespectful. Like they had broken, apparently they'd broken up on like mutual terms, agreeable terms, but there were still feelings there. But he was like moving mad as soon as he <laughs> broke up. And I think that is a massive disrespect, especially if you're potentially going to get back with someone and there's love there and you can go and you can like, you know, move mad so quickly afterwards. I think that was for her, like really disrespectful towards her. But yeah, I, I massively was like upset when I found mm -hmm. out. Um, and obviously there was a whole, whole like Georgia Smith thing. And I was yeah, like, okay, yeah. Georgia Smith, she's actually stunning. But no, no, I lost there's an excuse. Yeah, no, I, I, there's I there's no excuse at all for cheating. Mm -hmm. Cheating's disgusting. But- Yeah, because it was Maya as well. Who's, yeah, yeah, Maya is like a G, an yeah. actual G. But yeah, so that's the, uh, allegedly what's happened and that's what he's addressed. Yeah, so yeah, when I saw that interview, I was like, I was a bit more relieved, but I still don't know who to believe because we we we're, we're not like. I, I think I, I think hope. it's quite safe to believe if he if you're someone yeah. of that stature, and the other person is also has a presence. Like if he did cheat and he just came out and said he didn't, Maya could literally just come out and be like, "We well, did." Yeah, yeah, and she wouldn't so, though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but I I believe him, and he was still like, "No, I did move mad. Like I still mm -hmm. did these things." So that's still not excusable but yeah i believe him i think for him i really like what he's doing in that he's like always giving back and he's always like putting back into the community and he's always kind of he's not afraid to get political as well so like in vossi bop there's a line though if you know if you can't like um, about the promises and that's about like grenfell i think and about like boris johnson as well yeah, i thought he's gonna say fuck boris johnson no he i think that was about it it's like don't make promises if you can't keep them yeah. or something well he did like a thing on when he was on glastonbury he did like a song for uh grenfell yeah, I think. yeah 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 and all of his like you know the lighting he specifically gets done as well is like you know because a lot of the lighting in the past has not really been suitable for uh, people of color specifically for black people and like it's hard and like the media as well it's not really 
for people of color, especially black people as well. And it's always so hard to break in. And when you're as big as Stormzy as well, um, you're always gonna have people coming at you and you can easily just not get involved in the politics of it all, but he's never forgotten to do that. And he's never forgotten to be like, no, actually this is where I'm from and this is my roots. And you know, like I wanna give back, I wanna like, you know, start murky books and I wanna get mm. people into reading. I wanna do like a scholarship as well. I love that when he's like, <laughs> do scholarship for the kids and say it's racist. I love that line as well. <laughs> So yeah, sorry, I'm a bit of a Stormzy fan. Yeah. No, what do you yeah. think of like, I know that there was a video that went out, I forgot who is it by, but he went into the primary school he used to go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He spoke yeah, to yeah, yeah. kids. And I know he got a bit of criticism when he was just talking about how like Boris Johnson was a bad man. Yeah. And he got a bit of criticism for like, he's someone of that, yeah, that stature. And he's like influencing kids like that young. He's voicing his opinion, it just happens that way. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm, yeah, I don't really care. I think, like, do you know what it is? I think it's like. And not just him necessarily, but famous people in general and well didn't um what's what's his, the guy's name the comedian that did the uh presentation for the, not the oscars but the ricky gervais yes he made yeah. the comment of like oh you guys are all coming here talking about politics and no one cares yeah. and people were yeah. laughing but i was also like shut up i was like i was like <laughs> yeah because yeah ricky gervais got a lot of plaudits from that i guess a lot of british people were like oh yes go on ricky just because he's british and Stuff like that. But then like, uh, who who's the guy who plays Gladiator? The name has escaped me, but I know who you're on about. Because oh, he, in that same interview, when he was accepting his award, he talked about like the Australian, like the bushfires and stuff like that. And which kind of went against what Ricky Gervais was saying and how like people should like donate and all that. But it was a really nice thing to say. Like, yeah, you should, we should all think about that and like help them out kind oh, of thing. Definitely. And also it's, I think people forget how much politics is tied into our day to day. And people don't understand that, you know, okay, let's just take a really basic and funny example that has no, like this table that you're getting, yeah? Like that we're, you know, recording from or anything mm -hmm. that you're getting, that's tied in with politics because it's tied in Russell with, you Crow. know. Russell Crowe. Yeah, it's tied in with like, you know, to do with like taxes. It's tied in to do with like income, export and who the hell decides that? That's all decided on a political scale as well. And also, especially in America with what's going on and, you know, like the Iran situation, what's going on. If you don't have celebrities, if you don't have people that gets that status talking about those things, then how are people going to become aware as well and they should use that platform as well for something when the Beatles were doing it and talking about politics as well we're like oh how great were they talking about politics obviously at the time they were like abused for it probably and mm. saying oh that's you why you're getting involved but now we're like that's amazing it's the same thing now people will talk about politics and they get a lot of you know um shit for it but if they're not going to bring attention to certain issues then people that wouldn't necessarily be into politics might not ever hear about those situations as well. Yeah, I agree with that, to be honest. I, I think people can say what they want, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, apart from be racist. But, yeah. 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 I know. Yeah, Britain so has a bit well. of a racist <laughs> problem, but we, don't, we won't go yeah. into that today. <laughs> <laughs> Back to, like, I guess, the Stormzy diss track situation. Like, Stormzy did say, his, well, someone asked if he was going to perform the diss tracks at his tour, and he said he will. And I'm so gassed because I'm going to the tour, so... Which one are you going to? Friday night, I think. Which London one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to the Birmingham one. I'm oh, really excited. Yeah, sure. the one, but I'm going in September, yeah. so it's ages away. But I was so excited. I was like, yeah. take all of my money. I don't care. <laughs> I am going to see you. Like, it's the first concert I've ever have gone to as well. Oh, oh wow. I know. Yeah, I haven't been to that many, to be fair. Yeah, but, I've been um, to like a few like gigs and like festivals like that are free but um i've never really been to like a proper concert so yeah. i'm a big age of yeah. 24 <laughs> so if people want to take me i mean i didn't me. go to <laughs> <laughs> i didn't go to like very very recently but i did manage to go to quite a few 
within this short period of time but it's been really really good because the energy there is just it's just yeah. amazing even from like before like the warm-up gas comes out like the energy just starts building that's it and then that's you just nice. forget like literally everything like you maybe even have a headache like or you maybe your head may be spinning but you'll forget it for like the next three or four hours and just have the one of the maddest times provided i guess the rest of the crowd is not on like on something i mean yeah the thing was like that helped actually like stormzy stay number one for a bit longer like as well so it's a madness that man is so beautiful as well sorry <laughs> <laughs> i don't know the gold tooth doesn't do it for me yeah oh my granddad had a gold tooth though <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of so, like that's like a flex that's like a statue thing yeah it's like yeah a statue i don't thing, get yeah. it i don't like, get it either i don't understand it yeah. i just but, rather have a white tooth and that's so much money yeah, it is. But for him at this right. point, it's probably not think, that deep. I think someone I know went and got a gold tooth done as well once. But yeah, that was like our age. I think it might mm. be my cousin, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I don't Wrong. think he has it anymore. I don't know. Yeah, shout out. Yes. When you get a gold tooth done, is it like just a plate or is it your entire tooth? No, a plate. It's okay. plating. Yeah, it's not the entire oh, tooth. Oh, I didn't know plating, that. Yeah. Okay, I, I like, mean, I could be wrong. Like, don't come. I thought me they would I just am. get a denture. No, no, just... no. I think it's it's a, it's a plating that you get on it. Oh, but okay. again, I could be wrong. You're gonna get one. This. No. no. I would never ever get. What's like the weirdest thing that you'd get done? Like, you know, if you had to, like weirdest. Yeah, like weirdest. Like, as in, I don't know, like a piercing in a certain place, or like something like a gold tooth, or like a quirk. Do any of you like have a quirk? I think I'd rather get like a. I'd like rather get like an ear piercing than a tattoo. That's my opinion. But I mean, you wouldn't want yeah, to get it. I wouldn't want to get it. Yeah. Like, Does that count? Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. It's something that you wouldn't like. If you had to, you would mm -hmm. get it, but you wouldn't really want to. I wouldn't get much. either of those, but That's if I had all choice, of them. Because like, cause I think a piercing can go away. Yeah, it will close right. up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like if I don't put my earrings in... Yeah. It, it my ears, my ear hole. Yeah, so up. that's that's the logic. Whereas the tattoo, yeah, I'll, I'll know it's there and it's just gonna bother me because I don't think I'd want it permanently. Oh, do you not want a tattoo? Not not necessarily, not right now. Maybe I'll get one in the future, or maybe like my children and my, my wife's name. But until we're not at that stage, oh, that I you get your wife's name. Uh, well, you think I'm gonna get divorced? Stick at it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, that, I don't recommend names. I just don't yeah. recommend kids' names. I think. Mm -hmm. But I, sweet. I'm pretty much like not going to do it. But a partner's name, I think, is always a bit yeah. like you should never expect to divorce your well, partner. You'd be like a meme, you know, if you remember just, those things. Yeah, there's just too many cases out there where they've got partner's name and then they got divorced. Yeah, no. Lauren, Ralph Lauren. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, oh. I don't know. A tattoo, yeah, I'm, I've never wanted a tattoo. Oh, I've always wanted one. Uh, would you ever get a piercing done when no one could see it? I mean, uh, maybe some just, person would see it, but. Like on no. the everyday I've just, day I've day. just got no interest in it. You're going to get a belly button piercing. <laughs> if you had to choose between getting, I don't know, yeah, like a belly button piercing or a nipple piercing, which one would you go oh. for? If you had to choose. Wh which one hurts less? I don't know. I'm not adding the oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I reckon belly button hurts less. Yeah, I reckon belly okay. button hurts less, yeah. And plus, nipples are sensitive as well. I don't think I, well, I don't, I wouldn't want it, but if oh. I do, I guess the belly button would. I think I'd probably get belly button as well. Yeah, agreed. Sorry, I don't know why. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't want that. There you go. Wait, which one would you do? <laughs> uh, yeah, belly button oh, okay. as well. Yeah, I'll be, I, I don't know actually. Whatever. I'm not against piercings, but I, and I, I really do want a tattoo as well. When you say tattoo, exciting. are you saying like sleeve or are you saying like. Oh, mate, I'd love a sleeve, but it's just in some places you can't work if you have. <laughs> A visible tattoo so my that's sister's probably, got two sleeves now. yeah that's probably something i wouldn't get but i love them especially like, I'm with, i love it so much uh but no i want one this is not very useful on a podcast but i want one here mm -hmm. um but i just need to decide what i want roughly behind the shoulder yeah oh so you don't even have like an idea of... uh, no because i like it's gonna be permanent in it so i want to mm. think about it properly yeah but yeah i've got a friend that might help me design it oh that'd be quite nice i always think tattoo artists are like 
some of the most talented people oh, you know, that live on the earth. Honestly, they <laughs> like, I don't understand it's it. It's so intricate as yeah. well. And there's there's a few there's this tattoo artist that um I Oh, I don't know what her name is, but she's in Leicester and she does like kind of more Indian mythical style tattoos. Okay. And that's really interesting because I haven't really seen that before, but she like brings a lot of that work into her tattoos and it's like so intricate and it really like tells a story as well. And that's what I love about tattoos. Yeah. I just don't understand because it's like an, you got someone like probably moving their arm or leg mm. or whatever. It's not like a flat surface and they still like get like lifelike drawings that are as good as like some lifelike paintings kind of stuff it takes like iterations as well so it takes quite a while depending on what you're getting like a sleeve would take like i think weeks or months and i'm just like yeah like plus yeah like i don't know i don't know what the pay is like as well it's for a tattoo artist it's all right it's not bad i'll be honest yeah it depends on how good you are and how how you market yourself Mm -hmm. did we have this conversation before about i don't know if it's on a previous episode or like if your partner took your food i don't know if we're talking about pet peeves or something no it's pet peeves yeah, it was in Shree's episode. Uh, we were talking about pet peeves and one of them was like when uh, you're out to dinner or something and someone just like snatches your food and they like, takes your food. I It depends. Without on how, like asking or something. It depends on how close I am with that person. Mm. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's what it depends on. Mm. I think like me with my family, honestly, there's no asking anyway. You just take it mm. and then you just shout about it and you're like, oh, fucking hell, why are you being such a dickhead for? Why did you take my whatever it was? <laughs> but if it's like someone you're not that close to, which I don't think they would do anyway. I don't think someone yeah, that's not yeah. that close to you would just be like, just take it. They'd be like, oh, that looks really lovely. Could I try some? Usually they'd say that. Mm-hmm. But I've, yeah, I think that if someone does it that I'm close to, I should be close enough to either tell them if I'm irritated and be like, no, don't ever touch my food again. Or just be like, yeah, that's fine. I think it depends on how hungry I am as well. Because if I'm really hungry. You're hungry. And like, I'm... That's what I've, I've, cr- I've cried over chips before. I've actually, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. You know Fusion at Warwick yeah. Uni? So they used to do the fat chips. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. chips yeah. With like the banging curry sauce. And that would be like my go-to. Like mm-hmm. I'd go to Bar Fusion and like order that. I think £3.50 chips, curry sauce, I'd be sorted. And this is in my final year. And I've just been like trying to do this essay. I've been up for like 24 hours or something. And I'm like, I just want some chips. I went there. They took ages as well. My mate got like their ribs or something before I got oh, my bar chips. Bar normally like rapid. Yeah. And and then it came. A, they were cold. And B, they were fries. I'm sorry. Do not serve fries and have the audacity to call them chips. They uh, are not the same thing. And they came and he was like, yeah, we've changed them now. What do you want to do? Do you want your money back or what? And I was like, I was like do you not do those chips anymore? He's like, no. And I was like, yes, I'll have my money back. I think. And I just went hungry and I cried. I fully cried. See, when you say you... <laughs> when you said you cried, I thought that was because of like Someone how happy it was. No, I thought it was okay. like, this is so good. And I've done that crying. as well before. Yeah. Okay. Mostly food I've made. I'm like, oh, that is sick. But no, I actually fully cried. Because I didn't <laughs> that, have the right food. <laughs> Yeah. To be fair, you should have a Lola's milkshake as well. Lola's do Yeah, no, I have had that. Yeah, yeah. The cupcake ones, yeah. Oh, my God. oh, I like milkshakes, oh. so I have to try, yeah. And if you want to agree, the, the best milkshake I've ever had is at a place called Meat and Shake. There's one in Watford, and the milkshakes there are on another level. Mm. And they do like a bunch of like, what is it like? Ferro Rocher and some of the apple yeah. pie ones. Well, what we just had now, the um, Temple of Satan place. So I've just bought these guys some vegan food, and we just, ha- they do like really sick vegan milkshakes as well. So you guys should try that. Vegan milkshakes, yeah. Uh. I remember when I went Vegas, there was like a lot of places where you get a milkshake with like shots of like yeah, alcohol in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty great. Um, but yeah, as Tam just said, we just had a little like vegan food break. Uh, Tam got us some 
What did you get? Some chicken bites. Yeah, some vegan popcorn chicken and some vegan mac and cheese as well. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, big up Temple of Satan, even though you're not sponsoring us. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) But if you want to, you can get in touch. So, like, obviously, as we're on the topic of getting sponsored and stuff, like, I, you know, uh, initially asked Aaron about kind of, like, starting a podcast and podcast journey. So, perhaps we can talk a little bit about that here, about your guys' story and how you guys came up with, like, the third wheel and, like, where you're all at now as well. And, yeah. Yeah, we had some few questions on this. So, I've got, like, a list of, like, our process from, like, start to where we are now and how we actually started. One and two. So, first one was, like, the main idea behind the podcast and the name of the podcast they were probably the first two things hamish actually came up with the name do you know yes. any any insights into what why we had that name <laughs> so <laughs> without paying us out too much there's a common situation where me and aaron always end up as the third wheel because i believe we're like that person that you can always bring along as the third wheel and nothing will be Wait. okay <laughs> that's just my memory of you i'm gonna take that as just we're very comfortable people yeah Okay. There's actually like a last weekend, not relative to the date that this is released, but <laughs> actually I bet other names. Whatever. And then yeah, I was just third wheeling last week. So since there's a common occurrence where we're just third wheeling, I was like, it was going to be called something like maybe third wheeling with the guest, but then it sounded better as the third wheel. Yeah, I like it. It sounds yeah. very like smooth and clean yeah. as well. Yeah. So that kind of went hand in hand with the like kind of main idea behind the podcast and having a guest on each episode. So the, the concept, wheel. it makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. And the way you did your intro, it makes so much sense as well. If you have or planning on doing like a specific topic or a genre, then that's probably something you decide like right at the beginning as well. With us, we kind of don't really have that just because it depends on the guests. Like, yeah, but you have every episode is kind of different. So yeah. It, it, yeah. Um, but then some people, like a lot of podcasts I listen to, you'd have like maybe a football podcast. So it's about football. Mm. Or you'd maybe have a, uh, a web development podcast. And it's about web development or stuff like that. So a lot of podcasts have their specific like genre. And also if, if you are having guests, how many guests you're having is probably something you decide quite early on. And if it's going to be in person or remote. So we do in person ones, which just works out better because all the equipment's mm-hmm. together. And all I think the mics just, will be the same. Yeah, and when I you have, I think being here as well, the experience is really nice. Yeah, as it's well. probably nicer than speaking over like a video or something. Yeah, definitely, I do. Um, yeah, so that's probably the first one and two. So when we were thinking about what we'd talk about, like since we weren't going to discuss one topic, we chose to like try finding some structure to it. So in our case, we have like a bunch of topics we may go through. Like it's pretty flexible, and then we'll have like what well, we agreed on. Like we'll have like the questions at the end, a call out. Oh, like so the structure of the actual episodes. Yeah, so like yeah. in our case, when we were making these, like we ha- we had some e- segments that may be like every episode or like some segments that will be more frequent. So we had like multiple segments planned out. It doesn't really work that way anymore, but it just happens as the guest comes on. So and- there is definitely some structure that you have to yeah. have to it. Otherwise yeah. it's, it's yeah. a bit chaotic. Yeah. If you so at the moment we, so every guest at the time we sent you like a plan beforehand and we tell you there's an intro, then we've got the main section, which is the topics that we talk about. And then we have at the end a shout out where you can shout out something a call out where you can call someone not to come on and am i missing something i feel like i'm missing something there maybe you, not did, fine, did you say final questions did you? oh final questions yeah okay. and the final questions that we ask yeah every guest we ask and how did you questions. guys come to did you guys sort of discuss and just come to that structure and thought that would work best or did you play around with it we probably did what we did best and just argue until we finally come to a middle ground so like he thought one thing so he wanted like three if we had questions he wanted three static questions so the three same questions every single episode. And I mm-hmm. thought that was just going to get dull. Um, and I understand the point of consistency, but I'm like, maybe we should just ha- have one question and then just rotate two, depending on the guests and what they want. 
because some people are not going to want to answer these two questions. I can, I guess, consistently throughout because if we're keeping the segment. So let's have a bunch of options to select from. Um, but the third one is always the third wheeling question, which yeah, also yeah, makes yeah. sense that, as well. The third sense. one, third wheeling. And then based on that, we agreed on that. And that's it. That's the middle ground. That was it. And yes. I think so a lot, that, I think a lot of our decisions are, yeah, basically we just argue until we compromise. But you guys like both, would you say you're quite proactive people because I'm guessing you need to be like, a bit of having a bit of structure to making this work because mm-hmm. otherwise it can just be an idea that will stay in your head for a while yeah, and yeah, actually yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah, what are some sure. of the I would say the practical things that you guys did in terms of like equipment in terms of like meeting up obviously mm-hmm. you were when did you guys come up with this idea because you were away as well in America was it when you came back like what's the mm-hmm. timeline and the practicalities okay. of it so I guess I'll start with the idea because Aaron has seen for some reason has a more a different timeline to this so the idea actually stemmed like in fourth year university so for those who don't like really know us that I guess at university in our department of computer science, we would just be sitting in the labs doing our work, but we would just be arguing about pointless things. Like there's maybe not, you know, justification to what either of us are arguing about. There's just an argument of some yeah, sort yeah. or bantering about in some way. So that's when someone was our friend Yash, actually, the first guest was like, Yo, you guys should just have a podcast here and just chat shit about it for days. And then we just listen and then. That was when the first, like, I guess, idea was given. It's like the seed was born. Yeah, yeah. But then we didn't obviously action it, like, because San Francisco and everything happened, whatever. And then just before, like, he started coming back, I guess we started to, like, stamp, like, put things together, like, slowly plan things out. And then the closer it got to the timeline, when it first started, which is September 2019. So my my timeline, my head is January 2019. I get a message on Facebook from Hamish to start a podcast. And I was like, all right then. <laughs> and then from January to basically when I came back to London or UK, wherever, was like just researching mm. and like coming up with like name and stuff like that and research equipment. And then when he came back, then we bought everything. But before that, there's also, um, I've got to mention, if you are starting a podcast, figure out at the beginning if you want the host or not, or if you want a co-host. Mm. Before we get into equipment, I just want to say like your name, artwork and description I think should all be sorted out first. Okay, yeah. Before you even think it because they're, they're just like three things that you have to have. Mm. Like equipment you can just, yeah, get. But, or you can just do it from your phone if you really wanted to. Like a podcast, you can, yeah, literally just do it from your phone. Might not be great quality, but yeah, name, artwork and description. Like to put it on stuff like Spotify and Apple Podcasts, you have to have those things. Um, so they're just things to get out of the way early. Time-wise, like if you want to turn over an episode in a week, which we've been doing for quite a lot of the episodes, it's, you need to think like, are you willing to, are you doing it weekly as well? Like, this is a big thing. Like, are you willing to do it weekly? Or are you doing it like bi-weekly once a month? Like, what is your schedule that you plan to upload on? That's really interesting. Yeah. So yeah, I guess one of the main questions is just what equipment we have. Yeah. Or like what Definitely. most people wonder. So microphones, we have the Rode Procasters, which we bought for around 120 quid. Each. 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 Yeah. yeah. And we have three of them. Yeah, but so that was our mid-range option. If you want a budget option, the Audio Technica ATR twenty one hundreds, they're probably the like mostly recommended for beginners. Um, and apparently, like I've listened to podcasts where people use them and they sound, yeah, they sound great. Um, and I think they're around like fifty quid um, each. And then the big boys are the Shaw SM seven Bs, which you'll see like Joe Rogan using and like other high end podcasters, and they're. I don't know if you remember, I think it might have been 300 or 400, one of them. Wow. Um, it, was, it was too costly. Yeah, they, they sound great. They it's do also awesome. come with different features as well. So when you're looking yeah. at these microphones, like, so some of the microphones may only pick it up directly if you speak into them, or like they may pick up less backgrounds. And like, there's also other configurations that you have to do, which we'll get into 
near their end, but yeah. So I think for a podcast, you're looking for there's like different types of microphones. So there's, um, I think you're looking for a card, might be pronouncing wrong, a cardoid dynamic microphone, which these are. I believe I might be all wrong, but it picks up sounds from in front of the microphone and to the sides, but rejects sound from behind. Oh, okay, all right. Um, but then you have other microphones which just pick up like 360. So that's yeah, one of the main differences. And what about the um, software that you use as well? So did you like, is it paid software or yeah? And so the software we use to record, um, well, we record, we use the same software to record and edit. Yeah. We've been through quite a few. The one we're currently using is Adobe Edition. So the difference is I have a Mac and Hamish has a Windows. Yeah. So um, Garage. Need something that works on both, right? Yeah. Well, we actually don't right now in a system we're like doing it in. Yeah. But the thing is, we did go through a few. So I think one of them was GarageBand, which was Mac only. I started off with Audacity, but I think like when, when I moved to what was Adobe Audition, like it was just way better. Yeah, I've used Audacity mm. before. It's all right, but there's just mm. some of the functions that just aren't quite yeah. there yeah. that I find. With Audacity that. and GarageBand are the two free options you're going to yeah. have. Um, GarageBand for Mac, Audacity for Windows and Mac. Audacity for me just looks horrible, like looks really old. <laughs> GarageBand's fine from what i used but we're now using adobe edition which i just think just has a bit more to it and it's, it's just easier when i yeah. use garage bands i just think of like making i don't know if you guys have edited this you know like for indian weddings like putting together tracks <laughs> using GarageBand <laughs> to put them together or for like school performances that's what i remember using that for oh man that's mad no but there, there are a few other options there's two here called reaper and hiddenberg journalist I've downloaded them both. You can get like free trials for them. And they're supposed to be like proper like podcast like software compared to Adobe Audition, GarageBand, Audacity, which might be more for like music. But I just didn't really like it too much. I was, I'd recommend Adobe Audition. Yeah, then, same. Because you can even get away with a lot of fun. It's a lot more friendly to you than I think Audacity. Yeah, that's, Audacity. that's the thing for, like, for me as well, just finding something that's user-friendly and something yeah. that, yeah. you know, I don't need to watch like 10,000 tutorials on just mm -hmm. to get the hang of it as well. I think it's only in podcasting though, you don't need to, you need certain features to be honest. Yeah. I don't know about like how many you use Hamish when you're editing, but. I don't use as many just, as you use. I use less. Okay. So yeah, it's mainly just like selecting regions of an audio clip, kind it out, maybe adding some effects here and there. Like we add, or I add a uh, denoiser like every time, which mm. just takes away like some background noise. And then maybe just like adjusting volume and stuff like that. Fades in, fades out of like music. Um, but there isn't really that much you need to do when yeah. editing a podcast. I, I feel like. I think in comparison to video editing, it is quite a lot mm -hmm. less than yeah. you need yeah, to yeah. do. One thing I like to do is I like to mute the other people's tracks when they're not talking. Like sometimes like that allows also the other person to comfortably, I guess, drink water and something and not get picked up and sound weird. So I, cause I, cause I would be fussy listening to it and hearing that I'll be like, I might as well edit it out and then it'll be as normal as possible. Obviously some will still remain when you speak, you'll still, I guess, hear certain things. So, um, yeah. yeah. So if you didn't know, we actually, we record on three different tracks. So when we're recording a podcast, it's not one file that's being made. It's three different files basically. And you have to layer them. Yeah. 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 So there's something called mic bleed. So when we're recording freedom and tracks, my track, if you listen to my track, you'll still be able to hear Hamish and you like, that was something I was a bit, I thought was bad at first, but then doing a bit of research, it happens to everyone. Like any mic you use, it will have some mic bleed. Um, just cause they pick up a lot of like audio around, but obviously on your track, you'll be able to hear yourself a lot more than the other, the other people. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so that's when Hamish is saying he wants to mute. So it just prevents that a bit more. 
Yeah, unless you one of those high-end microphones we were speaking about was like three hundred or four hundred quid, and it it basically only picks up if you're speaking right next to it. It's just in certain cases we just have to mute certain things, yeah. like maybe maybe you drank some water, maybe like you did is it a gulp, and then you can hear it. Sometimes like you can just mute that, and no one else is affected by it randomly. And I guess in terms of investing that much, obviously if you've got the budget for mm-hmm. it and three hundred pounds isn't a lot mm-hmm. to you, you, just go and you drop that. Yeah. But if it is, then you need to obviously spend according to your budget. Yeah. And also, you guys are just doing this you know, without any other funding right now. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, hopefully in the future, if you do get funding and when you do get funding, you know, Cheers. Um, <laughs> then you can, you know, go on and you can invest mm-hmm. in more things as well. But your setup is sick. Like, yeah. I think for me, what that's saying is there's so many little things yeah. that come into making a podcast and yeah. thinking about whether mm-hmm. it's editing, whether it's Mike, whether it's even, you know, for the fact that you asked me, okay, what do you want to talk mm-hmm. about? And let's kind of figure out a plan beforehand. I think that that's really nice because it goes into sort of making, making something successful as well and making something professional as i said microphones that we use so the microphones we use use xlr cables so it's not like usb that you can just plug into your laptop um the audio technica one that i said the atr 2100 that can accept xlr and usb so something like that microphone why it's so good for like beginners is that you can just literally just plug into your laptop and use it um whereas with our ones because of xlr we need something called an audio interface so the microphones via XLR plug into this audio interface and then that audio interface goes into your laptop or another device. Um, but we use the laptop to record it. The thing about the audio interface is this is probably the most expensive part of your setup. So we tried to get like the che- not the cheapest one, but we tried to get a d- the best one for the lowest price. Yeah, because ours, ours, no, ours is actually the cheapest one we could possibly get. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Because an the- audio interface, we, we knew we were going to have three guests which means we needed three, be able to plug three microphones into it. Um, and it usually goes one, two, four. Yeah. So so we got the cheapest one, which allowed us to plug four microphones into it, because which is the, I've got the name here, the Behringer UMC 404 HD. Um, what price tag are we looking at for that? This was like hundred over 100. Yeah. Quid. But the thing is, like, if you're not going to have more than two people, don't bother getting this Yeah, one. yeah. There, there you can get them. There's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot cheaper if you have like two guests or even it's just yourself. We do, this is something that I've kind of want to upgrade to this, like our audio interface. Um, there's one called the Rode, Rodecaster Pro, which is just kind of an all-in-one podcasting solution. It's, it's really expensive. It's like 500 quid, but you don't need your laptop at that point. All your microphones go into it. It's got like a sound uh, board where like you can have like sound effects and everything. And then it records it like straight onto an SD card. It just looks really good. It's just like an all-in-one, like portable podcasting, like studio kind of thing. Oh, that's good because then you can, it's easy to like transport around as well. It's still quite big. There's another one called a Zoom H6, which is a tiny thing that can like fit in your pocket and your microphones can plug into that. Again, these are though, these are like 300 plus quid. Yeah, the audio interface also lets you just configure like how much, how, like what setting to put the microphone on per guest. Like, so me and Aaron just leave our set to the same thing. So like basically how sensitive it is going to make your mic. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but whereas the guest one, we'll just configure that at the beginning. That's why we do the testing, which usually gets edited out. So yeah, we just configure the volume and then we also have a headphone output in there, which so Aaron can basically hear back what we're saying at the, in real time or a one second lag. Oh, and that's just to make sure everything's all going smooth. No random other sounds. Like if someone starts fidgeting, Aaron can maybe hopefully tell them off. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, headphones don't need to have headphones, but... Yeah, do not invest in the... If you do, do not invest in the ones that Aaron made us No, I'll, I'll definitely say invest in them. I think like they're the ones most no, commonly saying, used. Don't invest in the ones we're using. No, I'd say you should. No, I disagree. If you can. Um, I disagree. 
so headphones you so should what are the pros and cons so why do you but like head, headphones like, first of all like okay. just in general like you should get headphones mm-hmm. i think yeah, someone okay. should be listening to how it sounds mm. um so i agree with that some part. people don't basically i wanted these headphones they were pricey they were 100 quid but they're 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 like used if you look on bbc radio everyone's using them yeah if you but look headphones at all the are expensive anyway like, i know mm-hmm. headphones that people don't even use for podcasts mm-hmm. and they're just 300 quid just like that yeah yeah but so, so this, this isn't even like yeah I would like, say no, that's not. Quid. I mean, it's expensive, yeah. but in terms of headphones, but, and if you want quality headphones, yeah, but not. you can get Audio Technica ones. Audio Technica have a, a, quite a range of ones. Um, I think their cheapest ones like thirty quid, which I know a lot of like podcasters use. So, which is also like a recommendation as well. Yeah. So the reason why I was also highly against because his justification at the time was only because KSI and them lot use that. And I was <laughs> no, like, that was actually, and that means that all the guests and us would be able to have the headphone at the same time. Whereas I think maybe we should have the headphones for everyone and just have cheaper ones. To be fair, my justification for that was because i thought you only knew who KSI was you wouldn't have known if i said all these other people yeah but you didn't it. tell me the bbc thing at the so time. i just told you KSI because i know you knew KSI. no no i recognized it based on case i said anyways no but they're really comfy as well like yeah yeah they are i tried them on <laughs> um going with microphones you need something called a pop filter so there are two types you can have like a windscreen which are ones we are currently using or you can have like a foam cover and these just stop what's called plosives so like your P's and your B's, that they just don't like pop in the ear. I know you have a preference between which one. I think I prefer using this, but since we're often we're doing this portable, um, so we actually use the ones that Aaron said that you just literally put onto the mic. So when we're at a guest house, we obviously can't just bring all yeah, of the I've other. Yeah, I've got equipment. one of those microphones where you can just sort yeah. Of put, so we yeah. just put that on and then we just get going with that. And that way, although I think that this one, so the, the windscreen one, may sound a bit better. The other one is still like good enough and it makes it does i guess remove the blockage of you out your way so that the guests can maybe not start dodging the microphone because we're starting to get used to it so we don't yeah, try not i to... had to get used to the fact yeah. that i'm speaking into it and i'm trying to like look yeah. around so, yeah, yeah these ones I we guess. kind of went with the cheapest as well yeah these are yeah the we just kind of went with cheapest ones there is a pretty famous pop filter i think a lot of people use but it's like 50 quid I guess when you're starting out, you probably don't need to be spending that much anyway. It's yeah. only when you're probably trying to improve the quality of yeah. it. I mean, depending on your budget, is it where you yeah. want to spend? I think we, we spent out on the microphones because I thought that was like the most important yeah, it bit. Probably is, yeah. And then the other stuff. The with the pop filters, you should get a disinfectant. So because naturally, uh, um, when you talk, some spit is going to come out of your mouth into the pop filter. So for whichever pop filter we're using, we disinfect before and after, um, just so that that also gets rid of the smell. You'll find that on many forums. And so it says that because people's spit will may build up in the pop filter, it may start to stink. And that's nasty. So whenever oh, you smell our pop nasty. filters, they always smell of this, like this dental disinfectant because we've disinfected before that's and after. That's really interesting though. I think people, I mean, I really found yeah. that interesting to know because like, there's so many things that you just yeah. don't think about. To be fair, I wouldn't it. have thought about that. Yeah. That's, yeah that's I, I would not have thought that. about that at all. But I guess if you did yeah. your research and you read, well, yeah, you're like, okay, I need to get one. But when <laughs> you're just listening to a podcast, you don't think, okay, yeah, they're like the cleaning of it all. And yeah. So like this was also stemming, I guess, because people who know me, like, no, I always have like, hand sanitizer and everything with me so like yeah me too, too and we're going to always use like the same pop filter for each other but this way we can at least rotate if we just keep disinfecting 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 and yeah so that's why that's how that started but then i when i read up on the pop filter situation i was like okay well then we got to definitely get it because i don't yeah. want the guests to be having a smelly pop filter because then that just looks bad that may put them off or you know distract yeah, them that's quite funny though yeah hamish did mention that we are portable a lot of the times so we ask each guest if we if they want to record at their place or they want to come to mine. This also means when it comes to like stands and arms for the microphone, we have two different types. So when we're recording at mine, we have a boom arm, which just lets you like move the mic around like pretty freely. 
also like looks kind of cool as well. And then when we're recording at a guest house, we use just a desk stand, um, which is just like easier to carry in like the suitcase or whatever. We did actually buy a really cheap boom arm at the very beginning from yeah. newer. I think it was only like 10 quid, like 12 quid. Yeah. Not um, worth. Yeah, it did. It wasn't strong enough to really carry the microphones. Yeah. Mm. Microphones are actually heavy. So yeah. like you need to make sure that you're standing, even like the sta- normal standing ones can actually handle it or, or not like fall apart because you're putting on this heavy microphone. I, was, I think ours are like 2kg. Yeah, it depends on the microphones. Like the audio technical ones, I said, the cheap ones, you can probably use the newer um, stand because um, they're just like hand microphones. But if you're going for like Rode or Shaw, those big brands, they're going to be like pretty heavy. So we actually got the Rode PSA one stand, boom arm, which was like 60 quid. Yeah, 60 something each. Yeah. And we're doing this for each. We do this for like each guest. So like three, three of each for everything. The stands we use are the Samsung SAMD5s, um, which I'd, I'd recommend. They're, yeah, yeah, they're, I think they're like the cheapest ones and they're like pretty good as well. We haven't really had any quality. issues with them. No. Then what is next? Oh yeah, the, the shock, shock mounts, mounts yeah. as I said. So the shock mounts basically like if you like accidentally hit the table whilst recording or something, it kind of like removes the vibration. A bit of the sound will still be picked up through your microphone, but it will just remove the nasty vibration that would go into the mic. And it's probably definitely recommended. Did I miss anything regarding the shock mounts? I don't know if I did. Um, no, the shock mounts are just the things that are like wrapped around the microphone. Uh, they're just, yeah, like these. They're like zigzaggy kind yeah, of. And they have a string things. on it, yeah. But no, yeah. Shock mounts and pop filters are like, yeah, two important aspects of it. Uh, I, th- I think that's... Pretty much all. Did you say the type of XLR cable we bought? Or? Uh, we bought like the brand. Yeah. Uh, there's Stag S T A G G. They're pretty cheap on Amazon. Like not too bad, and I think they're pretty good quality. But yeah, we go remember to buy like one for each microphone as well. Um, equipment. I think the only other thing would be. So this is another reason I'm going to maybe change our audio interface to the Rode one. When you're recording on your laptop, we haven't had any problems uh, so far. But I do know a lot of people who, like one of the tips they give is always to have like a backup or like a secondary recording. Like if the laptop, if for us now the laptop just switched off or something went wrong, we've lost like two hours that we spent speaking now. Yeah. So a lot of people do say that you should just like have another recorder also like connected to the audio interface and recording it at the same time. It's like if the laptop goes bad, you still have the recording. I think that, well, could you not get that? Attached anyway, even if you didn't get like a whole new, whatever that. Thing yeah, is. yeah, they're just they're just expensive. But one of the reasons for updating for upgrading the audio interface is just they're known to be more reliable than just like a normal laptop. Mm. Um, so it's less likely to happen. And did you guys decide that you wanted to buy all this equipment rather than record in a studio because of the overall cost? It would definitely be yeah. cheaper than yeah, it definitely it definitely would time. be yeah. I yeah. I looked at a few like studio options and yeah, renting spaces and. They they pretty much come with the same equipment, but but right now, how many episodes are we in? Like this is episode around eighteen, nineteen. So yeah, right. I, I think we've probably made it's probably the amount of money we'd have spent by now would have probably been more than what we spent invested in it. And yeah. since we know like we're gonna do, we were planning. We didn't have really an end date set on this. Like we we just kind of like going at it, mm. and we knew we were gonna do it for a good while. So. It, this was always going to work out better for us. And then it's just about travel costs, I guess. Yeah. And what about like, have you guys decided on, are you going to do the way that you're doing for a while? Are you going to do seasons or? Uh, we actually discussed you... this. We and... talked about seasons. I think Hamish was pro seasons and I was yeah. not pro seasons. I've recently, I've slightly been like, hmm, maybe we could have done seasons. We can still change it. But... Um, but that would probably, that would only be so 
we could take like extended break. Yeah. yeah. That'd so be like, the only reason. But, so no, like my, you know, my dad wrote a porno, like that's one of the best podcasts I've listened to. Mm-hmm. Wait, wrote time. a what? My dad wrote a porno, the podcast. Okay, just to make sure I heard that right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's the name of the podcast. Not, oh, okay. Not yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, not my dad, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like a really famous podcast and they do, like they go on tour and stuff, but they do it, I guess, because of the concept that it is. Mm-hmm. It's like a book. And as each book comes out, they record mm-hmm. the podcast of three of them and they do that in seasons. And there's a few, got like a list, but um, like he goes like, he does like it for two months and then he, has a break and then does it for another two months and goes in seasons. And there's some, you know, like the receipts one that I was on about earlier. That's like every week. Mm-hmm. The Guilty Feminist, that's a sick podcast. And that's like a live show one. So they'll do a live show and they'll put a podcast out every week as well. So there is a few that just constantly go on, but they're on like yeah. episode like 187. And imagine doing that as yeah. well. So I was thinking like it would have been like 20 episode seasons or... Um, and that way we could just have a break like you know mid-year and then go back to it like hard like sometimes we do record ahead of so we do get maybe a, a couple of weeks mm-hmm. no recording so we're just editing or doing other work whatever we need to do but i still i'm still for the idea of keeping it like 20 episodes well, i'll let you guys decide that yeah. then. So, but my my reason was just i liked how each guest had a unique episode number so like if guest 54 i'd rather him be episode 54 rather than season three episode but it could have still maintained over like it would basically I, don't, I didn't see it's more of an OCD thing like I know in the podcast players it'd be like season 2 episode 1 then next to it we'd have number 54 yeah it's more of just like a neatness thing for me but, um, yeah I wasn't too fussed with that I'm still fine with having an extended break but just not calling it or maybe calling it a season on like social media but not calling it a season in the podcast players kind of thing yeah, this is this is some of the um, semantics <laughs> we yeah. about. before we get into like the podcast players and how to get them on um, there's like legal stuff Oh, that yeah, Hamish sure. like took care of like most of. So basically, I'll just go through a couple of the things. So, and this is mainly regarding setting up like a company on company's house. The reason you want to do this is if you end up saying something that's going to get you sued, that makes you not personally liable, and that will make the company, so LLC or a private limited company, liable. And that way, whatever's only whatever's in the company is basically for the most part. Not it's not like proper legal advice, but for the most part, it will just be the company that takes the you know financial hit if you like lose the case whatever and you have to pay out so on so in our case obviously the company keeps zero money in it so if we were held liable it would only be the company and that's it and then we can spin up a new company come right back like pretty much right away and we don't have to personally pay out these like insane like an insane sum like say we did some reputational damage to some company um, and they just went sued us and then they were found in the right we lost and we had to pay out like money that like like a percentage of like our salaries or like a, a certain amount of fine this way, it just prevents us from getting into that situation. Like, it doesn't stop us from getting sued. It just stops us from, like, paying out personally. Because, like, I know I can't do that. And I don't think Aaron wants to do that. So, I'll just leave it at that. You also set up a business bank account. Oh, yeah. Well, which... that I use this app called Tide. They basically make it, like, three or four step process. Enter your company name. Enter, the, like, the main owner and then a secondary owner. Yeah, That's it's really simple. It. Um, but we haven't actually used it yet. Yeah. So um. I- and then also contract stuff. You yeah. handle that. <laughs> well, the contract was basically um, just written up like this, basically saying we own the rights. This is a contract we give to each guest, by the way. Yeah, to sign before the episode. Um, and they can ask for, I guess, a couple of changes if needed. Like we usually don't change anything in the contracts anyway. So this way, obviously, we're not violating our friends' trust and so on. And this just, yeah, this just allows everything to go. Like if the guest was annoyed at a future point, like say they weren't close to us they, in the future and we have guests that don't really know us, like they've agreed that we own the rights. So 
yeah. we can keep what we want on it. And that because it has happened yeah. in podcasts that I've listened to where they've had issues like on, yeah. on loads of podcast forums where it's like, what do I do? My mm-hmm. guest has told me to like take this podcast down because they're no longer doing yeah. this and they've gotten into problems. Mm-hmm. But if they have the contract, then yeah. that situation wouldn't arise. Yeah. So we do offer like we do say like if you if you remember that anything you said or anything you thought about after that you want removed, just let us know like in well time like. Mm. And you acknowledge that coming on is, yeah, just try not to say something too ridiculous. Because although we're explicit, we do acknowledge that we don't say the most, like, controversial things. Oh, I'm sorry if I've said anything. No, 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 no. We, we encourage them to say it. We do, tr- like, we do say, say, like, say, if you're offended, it. don't, like, listen. Like, that's yeah. one of my things, like, because something I'm going to say is going to be interpreted incorrectly because I may not use the correct words for it. And it happens a lot. So I'm just like, if you're going to get offended, just fuck off. Like, yeah. that's just my logic. And Aaron hates this. Yeah, you can see on his face right now. He just switched it. Yeah. I'm just like, and why are you just telling like, people to fuck off? Like, yeah, but like, if they're going to get offended, it's, it's there's no really point. Fit with your yeah. business model, if, if they want to get offended, then like, what? let them get offended. Don't you fuck off though? You know what I mean, just to keep listening. If you get offended, keep listening. Get offended some more, but keep listening. Yeah, one of, one of the main questions is how do we get onto Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and stuff like that? So you need a podcast host. Yes, and um, to do that. Uh, we use Anchor, okay, yeah. which is a really it's popular a big, one, yeah. mainly because it's free. Mm. And it's one of the few that are free. The other one that was free that I looked at was called Red Circle. What the podcast host basically does, you upload your file to them, your audio file, and then they give you an RSS feed. This is, you, only, they, you only have to do this at the beginning. Well, every episode, you have to upload it to your podcast host. But your podcast host at the very beginning gives you an RSS uh, link, which you then either you give it to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, actually Google Podcasts, you don't, but other podcast players, or that host will distribute it onto all those services for you. So Anchor is one of those where you literally just create an account, upload your like logo, description, graphics, whatever. Then as you, only as you upload an episode, it will distribute it for you to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. So yeah. what's it? Because I know that I've read that actually in, when it comes to owning so Anchor did have this problem at the beginning yeah. Yeah. Um, where you wouldn't actually own your podcast or your episodes if when Anchor first started, but they have changed it since. It's still very similar. It's just that we say that we can pull it from all platforms if you want as well. Like we try to make some some of the stuff manual. Like I no, but no, they've they've changed their like terms and policies. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. So because they got a lot of backlash over yeah, it. Yeah, because I read a lot of stuff mm-hmm. about yeah, yeah. that because it's like people weren't happy the fact that they weren't owning what they were. Yeah, yeah. Say. But they they have changed it since. But as an extra measure, as Hamish just said, we did for most of, for the main platforms like Spotify, Apple, Google, maybe another, um, we actually decided to not let Anchor do it for us, but we created our own accounts on Spotify and Apple and just uploaded it ourselves. One key thing about platforms is that SoundCloud actually has a time limit per month if you're just a free user. And since we didn't want to pay for it, especially as we're earning no revenue right now, we basically scrapped it. So we don't upload to SoundCloud personally. But if you have, if you stay within, I think like a three and a half hour limit per month, you're more than welcome to go ahead and use it. But you have to upload to it manually. It's like its own entity. And that may obviously cause its own issues because that adds more hassle for you as anyways. Well, we don't fit into the, what is it? The free time upload time that you're allowed yeah, per month. Yeah, yeah. So we just don't bother anymore. And well, if, yeah, well, everyone really yeah. listens. Like, they've got, like, Acast. Do you have it on Acast yeah. as well or not? Wherever Anchor distributes if, it to. If it, Anchor supports it, we it do. It probably does. But, yeah, yeah like, I mean... There's, yeah, like, Castbox. There's Pocket I, I use Spotify. I've got mm-hmm. premium, so I just use that. Yeah, yeah. So the sites, I think it's... If you just Google, like, Spotify for podcasters, that's where you can create an account, like, account to upload your own podcast. Podcast Connect is Apple's one. 
Google, actually, you don't create an account or upload it to Google. Google just automatically gets it somehow. That's um, scary. <laughs> they just automatically pull it into theirs. I think once, so Apple Podcasts is the big one. That's where I think majority of like podcasts are. That's when you hear this podcast are always like, oh, go review us on Apple Podcasts. That's where a lot of people get known yeah. as well, isn't it? Yeah, when it's on Apple Podcasts, a lot of other podcast players just pick it up automatically. Other hosts, the big ones, Libsyn, but that's paid. And Buzzsprout is also another one, which is also paid. But you have to be careful. I th- there's the ones with the paid ones. I think they have better analytics. So you get better feedback on like how many listeners you have and viewing figures and times all that. One thing to like note regarding this um, host as well is that when it starts distributing this um, across all to the all the platforms, minus YouTube as well, um, it may not be picked up like straight away from the moment you upload it. Like it will take like a good few mm. hours. So for example, like <laughs> this is, I guess, the secret now, or like some people already know this, but our episodes, we promo them on Sunday, somewhere between six and seven or when as soon as we get free in the evening. But we actually set it to upload like, or like to go, you know, like publicly release like three or four hours before. And that way it can be on all platforms ready the moment we actually promo it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes and sense. Yeah, that's just one thing to know. So don't expect to, oh, I'm just going to upload it now and it's not appearing on the platforms. It may not appear for like a good three or four hours. So yeah, just keep that in mind when you're using these hosts in general. Also, your very first episode, do it weeks, maybe a week before you want to like start promoting it. Because you probably won't get very, we, I think you get verified by Apple. It takes like a while to get verified by Apple. Yeah, I've heard that. So maybe like create a promo. So we did like a two minute like promo episode to like test. But when we first promoted it, it wasn't out on Apple. So we had to be like on Apple podcast soon because we hadn't been verified yet. One thing. So when we're promoting podcasts, we use a software called Headliner. Um, So if you've seen our midweek clips where we upload like a 15 second clip from the episode or our clips on YouTube. Um, they have like a little animated wave um, with all the graphics. So we use headliner for that. Um, and you can, on their free version, you can create like 10 free videos a month. And then after that, it will have like a headliner logo in on it or something. Yeah. And that's how like we get our YouTube version. We just upload it to headliner, the full episode. And it basically we tell it where we want, what kind of waves we want, put it in a certain place. And then it creates it for us. We download and upload it to YouTube. And then we yeah. just use that to cut down and make the clips. And then they, once again, for the clips channel that we have in this case, it's not needed. It's just, we decided to. Clips is, clips channel is just like short, like segments. basic clips from our episode. Yeah. They have a completely different thumbnail setup though for us because we're trying to use the YouTube, hopefully like get people to clickbait, you know, essentially yeah, on different yeah. titles. Whereas the actual podcast will be like in a consistent format in a certain way and not to like clickbait. Yeah. And on graphics and all that, that's, that's all created in-house. That's all created by us. Uh, thumbnails, logo, graphics and everything, but use, we use Photoshop for that. In case yeah. yeah. Can... There, there's services like, there's loads of stuff. There, yeah. There's there. loads like of services Canva, you can use. Yeah. Canva's a good one. Well. You can even good. like, if you go on Fiverr or something, pay someone like a little to make you like a logo or something. It's not logo is pretty important though. I mm-hmm. think just when you're on the podcast, like, director or something just having something that kind of stands out it's like pretty important and then finally this isn't necessarily about creating it but a lot of people why people get into it might be because of the money and <laughs> sponsorships there is there's a service called podcorn that we've looked at recently where kind of you can maybe approach companies to sponsor you um, we haven't tried it out yet but i think sponsorships are kind of they're a lot easier i feel like when you have like a niche podcast or like a specific topic or genre because then say you've got a football podcast, you can maybe 
find a football company out there that will sponsor you because they know your listeners are going to be somewhat interested. Um, whereas because we're talking about such like a wide range of stuff, it's quite hard to like pinpoint something specific. So we'd probably might have to go more down like the age range, like maybe target a company that's targeting 20 to 30 year olds or something mm. like that. But yeah, I think that's pretty much, I guess um, did you have any questions that we have? Um, I think you guys answered. have actually covered <laughs> quite a lot of the questions that I mm-hmm. had. Cause I think for me. Oh, one thing actually what is very key. We use this app called Airtable. Aaron discovered it and it's oh, yeah. pretty good. And that's how we basically create our schedule. And we, within it, we have like subsets and we create like kind of these items and stuff for like guests, a guest essentially an item. And then what happens is we can use it to set the description in there based on the columns for each episode and so on. And then we can just copy and paste it into wherever we need. That's really it's, it's kind of like a we good looking this. Excel. Yeah. It sounds like a spreadsheet. Kind of, yeah. 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 It makes life so much easier. I can't even probably put it into words. And like. we also uh, use Slack as well. We create a Slack channel for us. And we use like different channels to talk about like different episodes, specific episodes and like different stuff. It's just easy yeah. to like arrange stuff. Yeah, no, Slack is good. Some of the sh- um, some of the questions include: Would we recommend either switching laptops to either Mac or Windows? In our opinion, like just use what you have. There's no point in spending any money on it. And just Aaron uses Mac and Tamish uses Windows because I'm not rich you out here. Check <laughs> <laughs> it, Aaron. I can see him. Is the equipment heavy? So we say yeah, but Aaron bench is 25 kg, so it's no biggie. What? <laughs> you could give me a bit more than that, you know. <laughs> That's a lie, by the way. I haven't mentioned more than that. Someone asked, will we be the first two guests on the, if they start a podcast? And we said, of course. How long do we usually record for? So our episodes, we usually record for two to three hours. And that includes like testing and breaks. And then it may turn into a maximum of two hours. But we try to keep it between one to two hours. Yeah. So one thing with Anchor. And Headliner. Actually, no. Anchor's, it's Headliner. Anchor's not, yeah, it's Headliner. You can only upload two hours max. And it has to be under... On headline, it has to be under 500 megabytes. When you're uploading the episode to Anchor, it has to be under 250 megabytes, That's I think. 300, I think. Are you sure? I think okay. So. Which can be a problem because we record in WAV format, .wav. So that's... Um, which oh. is supposed to be better quality than MP3. But MP3s are generally smaller. So sometimes you will... We have to use MP3 version. That actually brings me back. We use a software called Orphonic. This is like really widely recommended. It's kind of just like an audio analyzing site. When once we finish editing the whole episode, we just upload it to Orphonic. And what they do is they just, um, there's a load of settings that um, you can watch like a tutorial on that you need to change it. But what it basically does is it edits the audio. It analyzes audio, then edits it and brings everyone's volume to like the same level roughly. So like if I'm speaking louder than Hamish and um, it will bring Hamish's level up to the same level as mine. So it all sounds kind That's of That's really useful because I've mm-hmm. actually, I mean, I think I've heard podcasts where I can sense where it hasn't mm-hmm. been done. Yeah. And you can actually hear the difference in like people's voices as well. So, but whereas with the ones that I've listened to from you guys, it sounds pretty much at the same level. Yeah. Level, and it yeah. brings... Yeah, all up to a certain volume, which is just standard for podcasts mm. as well. Also removes some like loud spikes that may not be necessary. Yeah, like, it does like a load of common things. Like one of the things, like I hope Aaron doesn't mind me pointing this out. Like for Aaron, like when he does like say you use the word, can you give me a word ending with s? Like that you would uh, say saucy, saucy. Yeah, so the, even right there, you see the way he said his s. Like it has this like you sharp. can't tell on this. Yeah, it's, it's a sharp. very sharp like yeah, yeah. Like it's very sonic. It's piercing. And it, yeah, it's, it's piercing. piercing. There sometimes, you go. Yeah. And you can use a de or you can try to configure your um settings to just work around it so just 
keep that in mind. Orphonic will help remove any that you can't edit out or you can't numb down in volume. So that should help you out there. And just, yeah, try to figure out, like, obviously over time you'll be hearing yourself back over and over again and just try to... you get sick of your own voice. I think uh, now I'm more, comfortable, I'm more comfortable with my own voice now than I was before. I think if anything, I've just been gassed yeah, up about my voice. Yeah, I've been gassed up so much. <laughs> like, everyone gasses me up about my voice, so... Uh, you have I, got a really nice voice, I, I by was, the way, Aaron. I was, pretty, I was pretty bad about it at the He's beginning, like, I didn't like it, but... Uh, I know. I'm no, not, it's, I'm now, like, it's really nice to listen to as well. It's mm. like your pronunciation Thanks. and your enunciation is really good. Thanks. Yeah, to, I, I never. <laughs> but the thing is, I've never had that like compliment before the podcast. Like, never. Yeah, I've never thought of it, or no one's ever said anything. Well, to be fair, for me, like I think regarding the the speaking thing, like I've sl- tried to slow down a bit more. I tried to. I, I've lost a lot of my stutters, I think, and so I have to edit out you know, less of my own stutters, if anything, which is nice. But sometimes I still trip on my word my own words and sentences when I get too excited, I guess, but that's just that. And it's, I guess you can tell, I guess, in the voice, but yeah, I do. You do listen to it over and over again. Try not to let it get to your head, I guess. Yeah. Well, you should hopefully become comfortable. Like me and Aaron, I don't think care enough for it to bother us that much. So once we're done is what it is. And obviously we understand each other. So I try to make myself more understandable. I even try to use words that I can't, maybe can't pronounce sometimes <laughs> to make sure I can get through to people. <laughs> yeah, we, we got a question from Armina actually. And she said, how do you overcome radio shyness? I think you just have to do it. See, I still think I'm nervous. I think it helps a lot when you know the people. So like in my case, I feel like this before this episode, I was just a bit, I, w- I was way less nervous than I would have been like in one of the earlier episodes with someone like, let's say. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm trying to find a guess where maybe like Luke, like I would be more nervous because I just, just met Luke basically. Like properly, and we're just going to speak yeah. on a podcast. Basically, we have to get to know each other on the podcast. Yeah, but I and guess that's a really yeah. nice experience, yeah. isn't it? Because it's like you find out things, like as we said, like we yeah. didn't really speak, and to find out things about that person, mm-hmm. think, oh, actually, that's really interesting, yeah. or I'd love to find out more. Um, do you think that since doing that, actually, you've I know become better friends with the people that you've had on, yeah, or definitely. has it changed yeah, yeah. your relationship? For sure. Yeah, for to sure. Fair, like, I have a lot more respect yeah. for anyone who comes on as well because at that. Um, a lot of people may not want to come on for like shyness which is fair enough or like they just don't want to be in the public thing which is fair which enough is fair as well enough, yeah, yeah so, but like yeah if you come on like it, you take some time out of your calendar just do it for us basically you're not getting any yeah. sort of payment or anything like you may have to if you're traveling to us you'll have to take the time you know buy the, a travel card yeah, <laughs> yeah. etc <laughs> like, it works. yeah all of this stuff like and we do appreciate a lot like so every single guest that's come on and will come on like we appreciate a lot yeah. And even if you let us record at your house, like, yeah, we just, we're just very grateful for like everyone that's come on. And I was saying it to someone else as well. Like you don't necessarily have conversations like this with your like close friends, like in normal everyday life. So there's a lot of people there that I'm like, re- like really good friends with, but some of the stuff we talked about, I didn't really know about them or... I think yeah, it's been an conversation that, so. like, like for example my car accident thing like mm. I didn't think mm. that I was going to mention that yeah. but when I actually thought about why I took the break and stuff I was like okay this is only natural and I guess the guest thing is something that I've thought about as well because the podcast hopefully mm-hmm. that I start mm-hmm. very soon is going to be touching on like really sensitive topics as well and I think for someone that's what I am the most scared of as well is mm-hmm. making sure that I allow people to feel comfortable enough yeah that they can share those things and they can have those discussions as well and kind of like let me in a bit as well mm-hmm. yeah but um yeah just on the shyness thing that Armina was talking about like I think you notice in each episode or I, I do anyway everyone starts off a bit quiet and then I couldn't even describe myself when I started. <laughs> actually, actually, but I mean, just in terms of like volume, I guess you don't really notice it too much because we put in off on it and then it raises it to all be level. But when you're editing, you can notice like at the beginning, 
the volume of everyone's, especially the guest, is normally like pretty quiet. And then as you get an hour in, two hours in, like shouting, and you need to like yeah. lower them if anything. Uh, so like the, over the course of the episode, then yeah. the shine is just. I think that's down. saying something about you guys as well, yeah. like making people feel comfortable and yeah. having like a relaxed atmosphere and stuff. So I think yeah. that's really important because mm-hmm. like for me anyway, that's something that I think, okay, if I'm in a space where I'm made to feel comfortable mm-hmm. and I'm made to feel like you guys even like coming to get me from the station, you didn't have yeah. to do that. I could have just walked, but that was really lovely that mm-hmm. you did that. And I think it adds to it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the things I was told recently is that, well, we were commonly told, like, I guess we're easy, we're so easy to talk to, et cetera. But I didn't really know this till I guess when people started telling us, but I guess Aaron's, if we're recording, Aaron's like his home like environment helps a lot previous guest Shreese you were saying that your house feels so much like a home it was just so comfortable so so I'll let you know that nice yeah. so that probably helps the case here I agree yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh uh yeah thank you <laughs> whereas I think if it wasn't like a studio or an office like I think it may yeah, it maybe. feels a bit more like business professional yeah. kind of thing mm. and I guess you okay, get people yeah. taking some time to get yeah. comfortable from that situation yeah. and unless they were already professional and they did this quite a bit so yeah I do think that adds to it the atmosphere and it's definitely something that I'll take into account when I'm starting to create mm. mine can my company sponsor you for cheap yeah yeah, that's, we'll what, take that's the exact <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're, we're very, we'll be very, very flexible with price right now, but don't try to take the best, like, just it, probably like enough to, I guess, cover the um, commute for that day, maybe, or something. But then we'll see, depending on what you're looking for, and maybe once we're blowing up, we're obviously going to up our rates. So sponsor us now whilst you can. <laughs> also, something else to add, um, on, if you use Reddit, there's a lot of like podcasting channels there where every Monday there's actually a thread that goes up where you can promote your latest episode and just mention it a bit. And good old Facebook as well has that as well. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And um, there's also a channel called like Podcast Guest Exchange. Um, We haven't really used it, but I know you can like, if you're looking for guests, you can actually go onto that Reddit thread and find guests if you want need guests. Um, We've actually, uh, there was a podcast called Beyond Approach that I actually started speaking to someone on Reddit from that podcast and we did like a little like cross podcast promotion which probably helped a bit i recorded like a voice clip for them they recorded a voice clip for us and we like played in the episode yeah so just it's quite a nice community i think the podcast like kind of community everyone likes there to kind of help um the next one is can i get a shower in a future episode i said my response to that is don't beg it (laughs) Uh, yeah sure (laughs) is there any more questions is it oh yash is the one uh yash asked how are you guys so lit we're born Um, with we're born with it (laughs) yeah born with it um Plenty of uh, nutrients, sun, and water. You, you still get playing at Nando's, don't you? What is your Nando's flavor, guys? Oh, mine's flavor. Yeah, like what? What? I'm building mine. I go hot. Today. I actually go hot. Okay. I'm mango and lime, but I'm building mine up. I had a genuine reason. Are you, you're actually joking, though, right? He's what not joking. No, no. I, I was actually. I had a like really legit reason. That's why. Uh, I had to go down. Like I was what, not allowed spice. Or something. Like what's your reason? Like what, for what? Oh, I know, I know what you said. I just, re- I just remember. No, 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 I was actually ill. That I wasn't allowed to eat any spice at all. Oh, okay, no, for like no, a good enough. six, seven well, months. Well, it's not very good for like IBS and stuff as well. Yeah, like, not trying to out you. I don't even know. Who you no, 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 no. That, that's what they were trying to make sure I didn't have, etc. So yeah. until they figured it out. So yeah, I will go for. I know I, I am the biggest spice eater ever. I even have like my own mm-hmm. hot sauce bottle that I have on like my keychain. Like that's how much I love it. Like my friends bought oh. it for me. But I'll go for a medium because of the flavor. But I don't eat chicken, so I always get like a. I think. Before I used to get their 
like soya burgers. Now I get the sweet potato one. That is banging. Wait, are you so saying nice. the original veggie? The original option? one. Oh that my was God. so that, good. I, don't I would pick that with a chicken any day. Yeah, oh. I would pick that with a chicken any but, day. There. Yeah, so nice. But there are like really good vegan options mm-hmm. now that are, like in other places that aren't Nando's. Mm-hmm. But I like the sweet potato burger. If you go for medium, like I don't know, it just it's a nice marinade. And then you mm-hmm. go for the wild herb sauce always. You yes, go for thank that one you. on the side and peri peri chips. I literally had a Nando's the other day. So same. <laughs> so yeah, my go to. I've recently added one into the sauce. So I usually do like wild herb, garlic, and I've added lemon and herb. So I get the mango and lime thing, obviously, but right now. And then I add the lemon and herb sauce. And then I obviously have ketchup because ketchup goes with everything. Mm. I know this is where controversy sparks, but I love, yeah, I love my ketchup. Yeah, let's not. And just, just to finish off the podcast stuff, the main, whenever we, I, YouTube, when we knew it was going to start a podcast, I watched so many videos like how to start a podcast and yeah. like, one thing that everyone was saying was just do it. Like literally, it doesn't matter if it's that shit at the beginning. It'll just, you'll just get better just from like doing it. You're never gonna upload the first episode or first three episodes or whatever and it'll be like Joe Rogan quality or Tim Ferriss or stuff like that. It's- I think that's the fear there, isn't it? Like for me, like even seeing what you guys have done, like your graphics are, are amazing. They're really good. And just the way that you've kind of marketed it and it looks really, really professional. And I think for someone on the outside that perhaps doesn't know you think okay i mean obviously you have put money mm-hmm. into it it's like okay they've put loads of time loads of effort into this and they seem to know what they're doing whereas someone might be quite intimidated by that as well yeah. of like how do i even start this process and come over that initial fear of like will i just be wasting my time or yeah. will anyone even listen to it but i guess it's that thing of you've got to do it for you right because yeah, if you're not yeah. doing it for you what's the point so that point i think we've been pretty lucky with that like we both have technical backgrounds so mm-hmm. when it comes to the equipment and the software we're not really afraid of it or it's like we can just we know how we can we know we can learn to use it pretty easily graphics like i've got a graphical backgrounds so like crane all that stuff wasn't really yeah wasn't i just nice chimed in do. with some ideas here and there which turned out to work a little bit too good well yeah. with his like hand and i guess some of the ideas i had it just meshed really well but that's just i guess one of the things of working as a two yeah two person thing so we were fortunate in that sense but i don't think it should stop anyone from yeah uh the the really the software and editing and stuff isn't too complicated if you watch yeah. some videos and mm. like, ask for help or whatever and the graphic stuff you can either do it yourself or you can ask get ask someone else to do it, it as well yeah. like it's not it's not that bad and we we do it a bit extra like every episode we have a different graphic like you don't have to have that like yeah. there's loads of podcasts out there that use their logo for every episode yeah and there were struggles we had as well like video we decided to scrap video we actually um, did buy some video equipment but like the, mm. i guess the cost and what we were getting for the because we tried to budget that one it just wasn't worth it and mm. Because you have to buy lighting with it and so on. And then we yeah. returned that. Um, I know I invested in a camera recently yeah. in it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even, even though it was like a gift, but like everything else that came with it just cost quite a bit. Yeah. yeah like lenses and stuff well, like that. So. Yeah. so I guess our total cost was like just nearing 700. But then we divided that by two, obviously. And that doesn't count like, I guess, our week in, week out expenses if we eat with a guest or like. Yeah. Um, if Travel we're traveling. Yeah. So like this will like just that. is just currently obviously just hitting us. But also knowledge that you probably need a space to record in. Obviously, we currently just use Aaron's house or the guest house, um, but and you may just use your room if you if you if you got one and so on. But and then that's all cool. So yeah, just consider these some of these things. But your expenses shouldn't be as high as ours. For the, if you pay as a single person like three hundred fifty pound for your equipment, you should be able to get probably arguably I guess a better audio interface because you'd only need one microphone input. 
what you're probably getting or like two microphone inputs. So yeah, like realistically, unless you're having the exact kind of similar setup with three guests, your cost is not going to get to what we yeah. got to. And you, you can honestly, you can do it for any price. Yeah. Really? Like I've listened to a load of like really popular podcasts that I'd say we have better quality than. Like there are loads of like big podcasts out there that sound, don't sound the best, but they're massive podcasts. So I guess it's what you're saying at the end of the day and the yeah, quality yeah. of the conversation that you're having mm. as well that makes people want to yeah. listen in. And you can get really good, you can get good quality, maybe pretty much same quality as ours as for a lot less as well. We just what we'll do uh, is splash the cash a bit. You know what? Yeah, we'll, we'll just actually, this one, this effort may, it may take a bit of effort for us, but we'll link every single thing and we'll use our Amazon affiliates link so that hopefully some, if you, some of you go buy some stuff, then hopefully. Um, yeah, actually that'd be really useful for me because I've been writing <laughs> yeah. all this down. So if you could link stuff, yeah. that would be ideal. So you, you are, so it sounds like you are going to have a guest. I you, am, uh, the idea yes, is to have a guest. so with mine, I've actually spoken to my brother about being a co-host okay. with me because I've wanted to start a podcast for that the past year, actually. And I've thought about the idea, I've thought about the concept and everything. And I was just like explaining it to my brother. And he's like, oh, that's sick. He's like, I always want to start a podcast. Like he's really into them. And I was like, just do it with me. Like it would help me out mm -hmm. as well in terms of like the cost we could share it. But also I thought that that would be a really interesting dynamic to listen to like siblings and like bring on a guest and it can be like his friends and my friends mm -hmm. and you know like, other people we know and yeah. to get a different perspective to it as well and also like it'll be interesting like if me if I think of something as a woman he thinks of something else as well I think like a gendered perspective is always really interesting mm -hmm. too so that's yeah. hopefully in the works as well yeah so I guess with us it was also like our dynamic just makes it good enough because we always bounce off each other or we're just arguing with each other like there's like no middle ground like there's <laughs> it's just one or the other so for us it always works out and we can always just pick off or like transition from what the next person or what each, what each other essentially say yeah. and that's just worked out well for us i guess i think the dynamic is really important and yeah. a lot of the really good podcasts i've listened to it is yeah. about having that sort of dynamic and it makes mm -hmm. you feel almost like you're their friend as well mm -hmm. even if you don't know yeah, them i yeah. think that that's what makes you like come back in and mm -hmm. listen and like youtube as well it's like the similar thing of like it's that air of relatability yeah and also i guess like even because the guest usually knows one of us not in every case they've known both of us like really well or anything so i guess since we're already close the guest would be like okay that if that person's close to you then surely i'm, I'm going to be, you can be open with that yeah. person as well yeah definitely i agree yeah so that, i guess that helps out in this case so in your case it'll probably be the similar case because it'll be either close to you or your brother yeah yeah and definitely. especially some of the topics that hopefully i'm planning on discussing it would be really interesting to get like his input on of like okay what do you think about that and do you agree or do you not and some of the issues as well probably be quite relevant one thing if they are relevant one thing we faced is that sometimes you're talking about relevant topics at the time but then by the time you release them it's not it's relevant not relevant anymore. yeah um like the stormzy versus wiley stuff it's so gonna be yesterday's news by the time it's gone. I think they'll be so good. It's gonna come out. Or like someone may want to like hear some aftermath, or someone may still like yourself or myself may just be going around so like oh there's some new talk about it i actually went we did a, we do a games night every tuesday mm -hmm. me and my friends and uh, which is really cute but i actually like tried to break down the whole thing for them and like <laughs> i was like playing the tracks and i was like look listen yeah. to what you said and they were like damn yeah. we're interested but we also like want to play cards against humanity so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i was just explaining to a work colleague and he gets like quite invested in it as well so it's just quite fun yeah like oh, the funniest he's not too invested yeah. in grime but it was just like you know, some of the stuff said he's like oh my god like how can you just say that like it's just so hilarious because 
obviously we know they're not going off facts we're just going off what's said yeah and it's what it is but i think just finish that up if anyone does have any questions or wants to know some stuff that we haven't covered just drop drop it on the third wheel um instagram and we'll get back to you like right away pretty much yeah we've got good response times (laughs) (laughs) cough cough kind of yeah i think time to round up cool yeah so you mentioned our structure so we got uh final questions first question we have for you is one piece of advice you would give to younger you i think one piece of advice that i'd give to younger me is to understand that things aren't always what they seem and why i'd say that is that just because you've been taught a certain set of values or just because your family might believe something or just because your teachers might believe something and that's what's ingrained in you and you know society teaches you that you know you have to follow this path learning to think for yourself and learning to sort of navigate certain situations for yourself and create your own beliefs is really important. So that's definitely something that I'd say, like don't worry too much about what people think. Don't worry too much about what you should be doing is to actually think about what is it is you want to do? What is it is that you believe if you didn't have all those expectations, if you didn't have all those values instilled in you, like creating your own. And that if just because someone says that you should do something that way or something is that way, that's not necessarily the truth, be it, you know, like your parents, your cousins, your teacher your best mate whoever i think carving out your own path and your own belief system is really really important the second question is who would your dream podcast guest be whether that's for the third wheel or your own one um my dream podcast guest i think i think oh i mentioned her earlier actually is naomi klein actually yeah so definitely and you can listen back to as to why but i think it'd be really really amazing to have a conversation with her or deborah francis white from the guilty feminist podcast one of the other sorry (laughs) sorry i've given two (laughs) that's fine gonna have a double guest oh that would be actually so cool uh last question which is a question we ask everyone what's been your most memorable third wheeling experience oh i don't even know if i can say this one so okay you can bleep out names yeah 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 it's just it's just a funny just don't say names. yeah okay no, i'm not gonna say names at all but they'll know exactly who i'm talking <laughs> about so it's really funny but my friend like used to go out with someone and we were like chilling and stuff and we'd I'd always well I'd always end up third wheeling anyway because we'd all just sort of chill together so mm. that's just a third wheel experience yeah. in itself but we were all mates and then the like the peak third wheeling situation that I was in is I fell asleep and we were like all staying in this one place and I wake up and the two of them are sleeping on the same freaking bed as me and I'm like what are you doing and they weren't like, doing anything <laughs> okay. they weren't doing anything just to make that very clear they were just sleeping but I'm like this is literally they're, they're a couple. Wheel. There wasn't a, like obviously like oh. I could have stepped on the floor and they could have stepped on the bed, but they were like rather than us sleep on the floor because I'd already fallen asleep at that point. We're just gonna sleep here, and I was just like, this is an actual joke. That's that's a bit awkward. That's more extreme than any, yeah, any third yeah. So I mean, we, no, there was, is actually a case where we've been in the madness, but we're not gonna we're never gonna mention that on there. Yeah. There's other stuff that I'm never ever going to go into. Not in the bed, but like, but they weren't doing anything, so it's fine. Yeah, but still, my friend who who this is about would definitely know what this is. She'll definitely message me because yeah, (laughs) that was very weird. Yeah. So the the next bit is basically a call out on one person you'd be um, wanting to see on the third wheel, and hopefully would come on. So do you have a person in mind? Yeah, I think probably Mina. Like she sent in question as well, and like she's like my best mate as well. So get her on. She's a G. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's alright. (laughs) Oh. 
fool. I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> Last thing is a shout out. So each one of us gets a shout out. So you can shout anything, whether that's your social media, restaurant, friend, family member, whatever. I'm actually going to shout out my mom's Instagram page. She does Ooh. like food. Actually, I think I've seen this yeah, get yeah. tagged. Yeah, yeah. So it's at Meta makes M E E T A M A K E S, and she just like puts on creations that she makes and like food stuff. Um, and there's loads of veggie options and like non veg options on there as well. And she makes like the best roti as well. So you should definitely check that out, guys. <laughs> Man, uh, I already shouted out my thing earlier in the episode, but go have a look at my blog. Made a blog post on like something pretty relevant to what we we're talking about, and just like taking a break. And yeah, if you feel a bit burnt out or overwhelmed at work. And like just gave like a bit some reasons behind why I took a break. My shout out is going to be for a YouTube channel this time. It's, it's about uh, basically a husky. And it's, the husky's name is Key or Kiosk. And basically it's just a really funny YouTube channel. They upload like five to six minute videos on a day to day with the, fun, the most funniest captions because huskies try to like talk. The owner of the husky, she just puts on these random captions and it's just so hilarious to watch. So for a daily dose of, I guess, cuteness and happiness. I love that. I actually will check that out <laughs> yeah. as well. And Kiyosh actually has a best friend also called Sherpa. And they, they, they travel the UK, so they occasionally get to meet um, Key. And whenever they do, it's always a, a really nice thing to watch. So to go and watch both these YouTube channels. Lovely. I knew you, what was the comment? I knew, I saw <laughs> no, your no, face, no, you no, just, okay. no, 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 lovely. Um, <laughs> but no, thank you for coming on for an episode. No worries. Um, thank you for traveling all the way down here. Yeah, I hope everyone's enjoyed it and learned it. It was good to speak to you for the first time, basically. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, and if anyone's got any questions to me about charity sector, working with kids, etc., how I can become a trustee, all of those things, let me know. Yeah, all links in the description of everything mentioned and yeah, links to some of Tam's social media so you can ask away. And yeah, I guess we'll speak to you next episode. See ya. Bye. Bye.